This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I am not getting recorded saying things that shouldn't be said. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, uh, we're going on the run. And, what do you mean? Uh, making friends along the way. As we watch Spine 421 in the Criterion Collection, Jean-Luc Godard's Perrault Le Fou from 1965. Oh, wow. But first, RJ, I can't believe you're spending Valentine's Day with me. Your one true love. Um, I don't know if I would use those words. <laughs> Why? What, order. What, what, what more intimate words would you use? Um... I don't know if intimate's the word I would use either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's Valentine's Day. Did you know that when you, uh, years ago, when we decided to do this podcast on Wednesdays? <laughs> yeah. Did you know that six, seven, remember, eight years hey, in the future? When we used to record twice a week. Sometimes. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was we were young place. men full of, um, young and, and full of something, as the rhyme goes. No. Can't repeat it. No, I forgot what how it ended, but uh, yeah, that was crazy, man. No, so people people could hardly believe that now. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it's unsustainium, as uh, James Cameron would write um, mm-hmm. nowadays. But uh, yeah, I feel like when we when you decide to do this, you were like, well, if we last seven years, there will yeah. be a, a Wednesday that's Valentine's Day. Unless, unless, uh, unless it worked out that there was like a leap year, which there was this year, mm. which, which which has no impact whatsoever on recording today. So you got to tell me if I'm right. Uh, oh, and the other thing, Jerry, it's not just Valentine's Day. Did you know it's Ash Wednesday? I, I see you don't have any ashes on your forehead. Does that mean you're not uh, no, I don't, participating in Ash I'm not, Wednesday? No, I'm not like you and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, well, he's Father Stu, if you don't know that. It's, that's him. Uh, did you, by chance, participate in Fat Tuesday yesterday? Fit, fit Tuesday? Yeah, I know you might not be an Ash Wednesdayer, but did you participate in Fat Tuesday? Is that like fat life? Uh, it, it is, because it's the start of the Lenten season, Jared, where you are... Um, you, you stock up? Yeah, well, Lent, you give something up, right? So Fat Tuesday is you're like, I'm going to give something up. So Hedonism Bot gets activated for a day. Oh, yeah, like you ever seen Seven? I have. You remember the spaghetti? Yeah. That's what Fat Tuesday is all about. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Oh, my cat's trying to get out of the window here. I better oh, open so? this first. She's really at it. Hold on. Oh, Hold on. oh you boy. You talk about your religious uh, beliefs for a second. Okay. Well, my religious beliefs are uh, right over here. Uh, over in this folder. I'm just going to uh, consult that. And uh, oh, RJ, file not found. 
file not found oh no. that's too bad no you know some some people say atheism in itself is a belief system is an ism is an ism you know what yeah. i looked is that, into is that like day. is that like tisms it is kind of like a tism it's some kind of some end of some spectrum have you ever heard of garfism hey i what are you doing she's scratching that... the screen is that the worship of Jim Davis's smash hit popular character Garfield? That is, that is. So Garf is the the thing, and I think it, it said that um, the kind of goal of Garfism is to arise to the eternal Sunday, because uh, you know Garf hates Mondays. So, um, hey Hazel, what are you doing? Oh no! Why are you doing that? Hazel, Hazel wants out. Yeah, I know. Hazel's had enough of your shit. Yeah, cats. They have she a was mind scratching of their, the screen. They have a mind of their own. Yeah, I know. She was Kids. scratching that screen. I don't know if you could hear it. It'll pick up on the it'll pick up on the mic, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if it th- did actually. I'm sure it will. It sounds like a it, when she does it, we have a screen on the window. It sounds like someone's picking a guitar string, like just one string, like dong dong. Mm-hmm. I could hear it. Uh anyways, yeah, Garfism. So you arise to the eternal Sunday. Yeah, because uh, Garf hates Mondays. Um, lasagna is the uh, like the body and blood of uh, Garf, yeah. uh, obviously. And then I think they had Odie as the. Um, it wasn't the. It was like the Hound of. What was it? It was like the the Great Hound or something it's, like the Great is, Beacon Hound. Is John the Baptist? John was the Baptist, I believe, okay. for Garfism. John was the Baptist. I don't know if Arlene and Irma had roles. No in that, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't have mm-hmm. the time to get that far into it today. Right. Um, I just got the cliff notes kind of thing. So, uh, okay. yeah, Odie's the, uh, the great hound, um, the eternal Sunday. So, uh, do you think they do Ash Wednesday in Garfism? Mm, no. No? Okay. I'm, I'm going to hazard a guess. No. Okay. Well, anyways, what we were talking about. Yeah. Fat Tuesday. Um, gluttony bought. Yeah. How did you uh, how did you uh manage that? How how did that go for you? For Fat Tuesday? Yeah. A coworker brought me a Mc, uh like a cheeseburger. That was pretty cool. Um, like I had already eaten my lunch and then a coworker had a bag of McDoubles and was like, "You want one?" And I was like, "Yes. In fact, I do want one of those." Yeah. Yeah. So, slide slide that right into my gullet. Yeah, they uh, they threw it across the uh the um Pizza Hut lounge table like a like a beer in an old-timey ta- tavern and it just Plunked into my hand and just. Oh, I thought you would uh, have like, you leapt at it, like a dog at a frisbee in the park. Uh, I mean that's another way you could describe that situation. I love <laughs> cheeseburgers, Jared. Yeah. I've I've been known. Some people have even a, heard a real, a real Randy over here. <laughs> uh, when I get asked what's your favorite food, I say cheeseburgers, and everyone goes, "What? Really?" And I say, "Yes, I really like cheeseburgers." Yes. Yes. I don't know. I like cheeseburgers, man. So, uh, so, anyways, is your significant other um, little little twerked uh, twerked off that you're not spending uh, the Valentine's Day uh, making uh, making sure they feel loved and uh, cherished? Uh, they're sick. Uh, Kim's sick. Wow. Uh, wow. So you told her get fucked. I'm, I'm yeah. Talking about <laughs> French, enough, French enough, new wave. En- enough of that. Well, it's like it's also the middle of the work week, mm. and. Uh, that sickness doesn't help, but that's that's what weekends are for. Oh, so you're saying Jizz Dog's gonna be uh, uh, the big dog's gonna be rolling on the weekend? 
as always. Uh, any special plans? Uh, going out for food, making food of some sort. Well, we'll see, RJ. We'll see. You what know, would I you? A... What would well, you? I have doing? a friend. You well, I'm doing this with you, so obviously. Yeah. But uh, you know, friend of the show, Ryan Nagel. He had a pretty uh, a pretty wild tip. Um, his big thing was that uh, you go to KFC on Valentine's Day. No one's and, there. Yes, because nobody is there. Everybody's uh, out at the uh, the fancy establishment. Is is this is despite it being finger licking good? Oh. Jared, um, sometimes you got to pay okay, extra for So that. The, the, the big problem, RJ, here is uh, KFC's yeah. not very good anymore. Um, uh, I mean, I've heard that. Uh, I don't it, know if this is still in practice for him, but this was his old gambit. His old gambit. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's not it's, good it's, anymore. Mostly, just, no. They 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 have the gravy. It's not the same. Oh, they did change the gravy. They don't use the crackle anymore yeah. or whatever that thing was. No. Well, uh, it was yeah. It was. It, I, don't know if, I don't know if crackle is the right word for it, but it's the shit at the bottom of the deep fryer, yeah. and, they, and then they use that as the you know, your fat, and the mm-hmm. then you have your big bag of mix. But yeah, I don't know if they're well, still using that that fryer uh, leavings. Well, yeah, so, like, I never worked there, but at one time, I had six associates working at various KFCs in town. Six, six associates? At the same time. And uh, they always... Wow. At the time, in 2007, it was called Crackle, I believe. Okay. I don't know if you uh, ever had a name for it. Yeah, maybe it was maybe it's kind of like a new that was, branding. That, that, that was like, uh, yeah, oh, Instead of saying, go oh. get the shit at the bottom of the greaser, it's like, go get the Crackle. <laughs> Yeah. In case anyone overheard, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're probably right. I don't know. I just know it's uh, that stuff. And uh, it's disgusting. But when you mix it up right, it's delicious. It, it looks so fucking gross. But, man, yum city. Don't think about That's the thing with gravy, though. Just don't think about it too much. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Sorry, I uh, it was frozen up there. Could you tell? Oh, good. Uh, yeah, no, I can tell now. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> that's great. Well, if it happens again, maybe I'll, we'll uh, we'll restart well, this bad boy. Maybe. I I heard you shitting yourself over there. Could you elaborate on that, please? You were shitting yourself. We all heard. How do you, how do you know? Anyways. Mm-hmm. So what are you do? What are you doing on your uh, belated uh, Valentine's Day, RJ? Uh, well, we did it early. We, oh, okay. Uh, you pre-gamed. Got, yeah, we got Indian food. Okay. What better that? way? I was good. What better way to spend time with the one you love than um, eating uh, fried curries and garlic and uh, all of the uh, delicacies of the Indian cuisine? <laughs> How was that ghee? Uh, I mean, the ghee is always good. Yeah, no, it was good. We 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 hit the local joint. It was uh the local joint. Yeah. The is, mango and, one. Is 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 uh, yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh is is Andy sad that there's uh no longer Indian at uh, work? Yeah, she would uh she would get a like one day a week she would get a samosa and then uh like a cha a chana or something like chana masala or something. Mm-hmm. Um she was a big fan and uh yeah, she was a little bummed out. What what's she settling for now? Um, Other than you, but a bunch. <laughs> it's uh, like Discord. 
What is it's that, like, Rob Eagle over there? Uh, like, what's Discord? Fastest growing social media platform in the world today, and you can be on it too, RJ. But how? For $1 via Patreon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For $1 or for as low as? <laughs> as low as. As much, as much as you want to pay, as long as yeah, that amount better. is a minimum $1, you too okay. can be given the, the Creepsville treatment. And uh, what sort of things would you find on this uh, oh, all kinds of media well, platform? Well, I mean, upon watching uh, this week's movie, it, it did uh, uh, spur on a question uh, for me. There's, okay. there's a long scene involving our protagonist uh, sitting in hero. a bathtub. Yeah. Hero protagonist. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, huh, who who bathes these days? Just so, in general, you mean? Yeah. Like, who, like in a tub. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was curious. So I asked. I asked Cribs Villains uh, mm-hmm. about this. And uh, so far, no one's admitted anyway. Well, they, I mean, uh, I. They, they, they soak in the tub. I think there needs to be some clarification because I'm going to shower every day. But, like, if I had, like, if I was out in the rain working all day and I have a cold or something, I'll hop into the tub. Yeah, no problem. Uh, how many baths do I have in a year? I'd say three, maybe four. Um, but it's it's not to clean myself. It's to heal we're talking myself. Like, we're talking, like, 1% of the year. Yeah, yeah, like and- like 1% of the year. Like three or four times a year, if I'm really sick or something, I'll, I'll hop into the tub. But I'm clean already. Do you know what I mean? Right. You don't, so, you don't soak in your own filth. No, like I I will shower the day before, and then like the next day, if I'm like really sick and it's cold outside, I'll be like, oh, go crawl in the tub. Okay. So uh, I have a bath once in a while, but uh, here here's a different question for you: How many showers per day or per week do you have? week i just need clarification how many uh, per day I'm up. I, I need one a day okay it's it's pretty like exceptional circumstances that prompt two okay interesting do you now here's another question follow-up morning shower or uh evening shower i i uh when i wake up that's what that's what i shoot for okay. um weekend time it's a little bit different but uh yeah. Yeah, usually before I leave, before I would leave the house, I'm showered. Okay. If, if, yeah, if I'm going to shower. But yeah, that usually would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What what about you? What are you asking? Are you wondering, overdoing uh, it? Underdoing it? No, I'm showering the appropriate amount. And if people don't agree with me, that's fine. But I know. What is the appropriate amount? Uh, I'm a two a day. Uh huh. When I wake up, and then once I'm done with the day, with the day, so I go to work at the Pizza Hut. You know, you pick up a lot of smells at Pizza Hut, uh, and then I get home and I do my chores, <clears throat> take out the garbages, uh, maybe got to shovel the lock or something like that. You know, things that involved busy work. Uh, and then when I'm done, and I know I'm done, I will have a, a quick little rinse. And I'll throw on my jammies, and I know I can rest comfortably, knowing that I am nice and clean. Let's see, yeah. Uh, how often do you uh, shampoo? Every time, twice a day. It's not good for your hair. I know people have told me that, but you know what I tell them? Mind their own they business. Say, they say once a day is not too much, and I'm like, uh, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah there, that's there's the, a, uh... there is a big difference of uh, how my hair feels. When I shower and I don't like, I say I forget to shampoo. I'll go, 
my hair's off. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Oh, which I know. Is, which is fine, but boy, oh boy, do I need to wash it by the next day. But I don't know if that's, is that a cycle? Is it a continuous it's, cycle? I mean, yes. These are big questions. I mean, I, that's the next one, I guess, uh, that's coming to Croopsville and for people who want to join us. Because, RJ, I was thinking about this. So yeah. we, we, were, we were talking about this last week at the end of uh, last episode, talking about what's coming on, uh, was it March 10th? What's coming on March 10th, Jarrett? Uh, well, I believe it's the Oscars. Okay. The Oscars. I don't know why that'd be relevant for us in any way. Yeah, I don't know. We don't actually talk about movies. Yeah. I think there's gonna be some sort of some sort of channel that'll be open for the allegedly people, the, the the folk of Croopsville on Discord. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, I mean, what if you're not on the Discord? Uh, you better get on it. Oh, okay. Otherwise, you're boned. Uh, can you describe what you mean by that, please? Out of luck. Oh, okay. So, anyway, I don't know. Uh, neither of us have uh, cable access. So, I'm not sure how we would be watching Oscars. But I, I had an idea. And actually, mm-hmm. I need, I'm going to check this uh, right now and look it up. Are you familiar, or, uh, RJ, with uh, the actor Jared Leto? Uh, I've heard uh, I've heard tell of uh, Mr. Leto, yes. Are you familiar with his work? Uh, I have seen uh a music video uh of his band 30 second to mars is that uh is that what you mean yeah that too okay but uh what are are some roles of jared leto's uh i believe that jared leto is infamous for playing um characters like uh morbius yeah uh morbius is probably his biggest one uh, he was a drug addict in Requiem for a Dream, and um, even more recently, he was actually uh, he was in the Marvel film Morbius. So, uh, and I, I believe that's all he's done, especially in like the comic book world. I think all he's done is Morbius. I see, I see. Yeah, unless there's something that I'm missing. Oh no, that that one nails it. But I mean, are you familiar with the Joker? Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Uh, I know that some people have taken the Joker role to uh, new extremes. Well, I mean, outside of Zack Snyder verse, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not familiar with uh, uh, Jared Leto's other appearances. Oh, the, okay. Uh, so all, all took, you on, know took is on the, the uh, Crown Prince of Crime persona. Interesting. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I was just, uh, yeah. I was just looking. I was just checking though, and it seems like at one point. Suicide Squad was on Netflix, but no more. Now it's on Stars and uh, Stars. I don't know. I was just like, man, wouldn't that be something? Watch Suicide Squad on Oscar night, the way that Oscar intended it. Hmm. Interesting. But alas, alas, it's not available. So, so maybe uh, nothing got, can happen then. Scott has got to scratch that one. Yeah. Maybe nothing is possible on that night. Yeah. But, I mean, like, how do other people, like, watch things without cable these days? I don't think you can. I think you have to have cable. That's not true. I mean, uh, RJ, the, uh, I was getting frantic questions from you this weekend. I don't know if frantic's uh, the word to use. Uh, I, they, they seem desperate. There was a desperation. It was uh, mm. uh, palatable. But, uh, RJ, uh, did you manage to uh, figure out a way to watch the Super Bowl? I did. I uh, I unfortunately had to um, do a one day subscription. 
uh, or I should say one month subscription to a streaming service that uh, hosted said uh, big game. And then um, immediately when that game was over, I canceled subscription. Okay. That's fine. You you sound like you're really put out by this. I mean, it's not that. It's just like it's annoying um, that it's not like back in my day. Super Bowl was just on like CTV. You just watch that shit. And it was like one of those free channels. Like, you know mm-hmm. how you had channel three, four, and five? It's like, oh, that's on channel four. You just watch it on channel four. That's fine. Everybody had that. I feel like it should be offered to everybody. Like, it should just be on CBC or uh, one of the like one of the free streaming services. So, okay. Here's something. I don't know mm-hmm. how this would work. <laughs> so, you know who has the. Uh the rights to the Oscars in Canada? Uh, uh, no. Pizza Hut? Bell. Bell. Well, there you go. So Everyone's favorite employer. Yeah. Um, Bell's got a monopoly on things, and they have the absolute worst well, shit-ass streaming <laughs> services available. A duopoly of sorts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they, but they got, you know the CTV app? Uh, yes, I am well aware. Yeah, but so the thing, though, with that... So this is the same thing with the Super Bowl. So in previous years, uh, my mom has Bell, and I could log in onto the CTV app with her Bell login to watch certain programs. One of those programs was the Super Bowl. But my mom doesn't have that anymore. And so I am. Uh, if you go onto the CTV app, some things are readily mm. available to watch. Some things you must be a Bell subscriber to watch, like the Super Bowl. And if I had to guess... I don't know, but if I had to guess, I would say that the Oscars is also one of the ones where you would need to sign in with your provider to be able to watch it. It's just my well, guess. I, yeah, that, that's not something I'm worth paying for at all. No, I know. Um, no I mean, I could be wrong, but uh, the Super Bowl you had to sign in to watch, and it's like mm-hmm. that's in a similar vein, no? I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe it is just for free, but I, I do think actually last sure. last year or the year before, I think because I didn't have that bell thing anymore, and I think I pulled it up just to see, and I don't think it was available. It was like, must sign in to watch, and I was like, well, I'm not doing that. But you would be surprised at how little access there is to things like this uh, on services, even the services that you, you, Jarrett, would use. Me? Yeah. Um, somewhat questionable sources that you'd be afraid that your cybersecurity was uh, um, <laughs> in danger to be on on those places. Right. Um, I think even a lot of those ones, because when I was trying to find the Super Bowl thing and they were just like, they're like, listen, friend, if you live in Canada, you're pretty much fucked. Uh, you you got to subscribe to either uh, TSN, DAZN, or have Bell Cable already. And I was like, oh, I was like, I don't really want to do any of those. Did you know DAZN is $30 a month? Yeah, I think sports uh, subscriptions are really expensive, usually. Isn't there, like, a... Because there's the people who pay for, like, their, like, uh, Maple Leafs, like, season passes. Yes. Uh, TSN was only $19 a month, which I I thought was still outrageous, but it was a lot better than $30 a month. True. That is what are you true. gonna do? So, anyways, twenty is better than thirty. 
you can look into uh, it. But, but was it worth it? Was it worth it? Did you? Uh, feel it, like it actually, you... it was a good game. Um, I know a lot of people are of the mentality now that uh, the NFL is scripted and pre-plotted. Um, <clears throat> I think some of the actions that happen in these sporting events are, if they were scripted, you'd have to give these guys even more credit because it's like to be able to pull that off like intentionally some of these things it's like that's beyond human ability so that's cr- kind of crazy that's so what like, we used to say about hulk hogan uh well yeah you well, remember I mean, mr yeah. perfect i saw with my own eyes he he raked those guys' backs oh and I he know. dropped a big leg on people oh i know i know uh i don't think it's that far but i do think um i do think the officials do exert certain influence on on games um now i'm not a conspiracy theorist uh-huh. but i Keep do believe going. the i do i do believe the officials are influencing games in an inappropriate manner oh man so yeah the nfl is uh getting less uh interesting for me not that i was huge into it anyways but i'd watch the games and like th- this game was good but uh if all I watch all year is the Super Bowl and like one or two other games, I, I think I'd be fine with that. Well, There's I, other I, other sporting I, events I'd rather participate in. My understanding is this was uh, the most viewed Super Bowl yet. Uh, allegedly, but some of those numbers are juked. So I don't know if you saw <clears throat> this, perhaps for the news, but uh, you know that new Deadpool movie trailer? Yeah. Which is the most watched trailer of all time is already. It? allegedly well here's the thing they are including so it's the most watched trailer of all time because of youtube views in addition to what the super bowl had as their viewership because they said this ad played during the super bowl if if a hundred million people watch the super bowl we are going to add that to our tally of how many people have seen the trailer for this film which I feel like is a little bit misleading and inaccurate because it's like, what if someone was taking a shit when that super or when that trailer was playing? You know what I mean? Like, they they didn't see it. You know, someone was dropping a huge dump during the Super Bowl. At some point, it had to have happened. Wait, I'm not sure if I'm following what you're talking about here. You're so, saying where are they? Who's adding what numbers to what total? Are we talking about Super Bowl? Or are we talking about Deadpool? We're talking about Deadpool and the Super Bowl. Yeah. So there's this big thing. It was like this is how many people have watched the Deadpool trailer in three days. It's like the most watched trailer of all time. And then there was a thing in there. It was like a hundred million people or whatever watched the Super Bowl. Oh, I see. So and then they so added. This is the this is Deadpool marketing trying to say yes. that all the people who vlogged watching it on average saw the Deadpool trailer. Yes, because everybody who watched the Super Bowl, they say, well, you, surely you saw the trailer I, for Deadpool, uh, so we're going to include I, that in the number. I just want to say that this is probably the first year that I can recall the least amount of conversation about Super Bowl ads mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Because because this was about another, all th- another thing altogether. There was something more important this Super Bowl that people were glued to, and it wasn't the yeah, but It was about who was going to win the game. Is it going to be the sure, 49ers? Is it going to be the Chiefs? Isn't that what it's always about, Jared? <clears throat> right. I mean, um, that that thing, too, like, I think that's really blown out of proportion. Like, I've heard people, and I'm not even kidding, I've heard people being like, oh, it's ruining football for me. I don't even watch anymore. Just I'm tired of seeing her. Oh, uh, ooh, who's that? 
I don't know. Some some lady, I guess, who attends the games. But, uh, yes, uh, the Swifties out there. But like, I, I someone was just like, "Oh, it's ruining the game for me." And then I saw a breakdown. <laughs> and it was like, out of a four-hour game, she was shown for a total of like thirty-eight seconds, and she's yes. like, "Like, what are you fucking complaining about, man? Grow up!" Like, yeah. yeah. There's... I know, I know, you're annoyed by it, but it's not like all they showed was her all the time. Like, well, if you, if you live on Facebook. Like a lot of chuds, it's very upsetting. It's very unnerving. I know. I mean, I I know some people are. It's like ah, just draws away from it. It's like yeah, sure, but in my mind, like Kansas City won't be good in another year or two, and then she'll stop going to the games if they're still together. Like most likely they'll break up, but it's like, or Kansas City's just gonna suck ass next year, and then nobody's gonna care anymore, and it's like problem solved. Why are they gonna suck ass next year? Um, I don't know. I feel like they can't keep this heat. Those guys get older every year. Andy Reid, the coach, is like 4,000 fucking years old. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I am tired of seeing Kansas City in there, to be honest. Like, uh, uh, get something new. Well, I'm sure the actual existence of the Kansas City Chiefs is uh, new to many people. I mean, I'm sure it is, but... uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like... The people who complain, it's like, whatever. It's over. It's done. Just don't watch the Kansas City games, I think. It's That's right. I've seen a lot of videos on the Reddit, you know, the, um, oh, the incel wow. club. That's, <laughs> about, that's your first mistake. Yeah, about uh, uh, San Francisco fans at Super Bowl parties um, punching and destroying televisions uh, at the loss uh, when their team lost. And it's like, what's up with these people, you know? <laughs> I played competitive sports. Like, I, I know, like, I, I would, I'll be the first to say I have very little competitive drive in that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, it's cool to win stuff, but like, when your team, this imaginary thing that you've aligned yourself to, it's like they lose and you fucking freak out and punch a TV. It's like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? If you've ever, like, been playing a board game, Jared, have you ever flipped a table and just been like, this game is horse shit and then just Not yet. walked out of there? I have been at a Yet, game where that did happen. It wasn't you, though? It was not me. Was it about the alignment of the Warhammers? No, actually. Uh, Monopoly. No. It was Monopoly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty common. So anyways, that's good. It's one way, it is one way to end the game. It's one way to end it, yeah, sure. Yeah. Nobody said the game had to end in a civil manner. So, anyways, um, super. Hey, RJ. Yeah. You want to hear an email? Oh, female. Uh, I don't believe so. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, we might as well. I always forget to advertise it. So, if you send them in, guys, maybe we'll read it when you send it. Maybe we'll read it when we feel like at the first of the month or something. You never know. You never know. But Keegan Day. Oh, Keegan Day. Hey, Jizz Duncan, RJ Slaylog. Uh, okay. Artificial intelligence is getting pretty good, and I came up with an idea for how I'm going to use it when it's good enough. Okay. I'm going to ask the computer to make an existing movie, but it be made by a different director. I want to see Ed Wood and Edward Scissorhands if they were directed by John Waters in the 70s instead. 
or maybe Christopher Nolan versions of the women, 1939, because he mm. can't write women. Oh, interesting. It, shots fired. It would be a paradox forced into existence by, by AI. So, what movies are you guys going to just Franco nize when this gets rolling? RJ? <clears throat> what movie would I like to have the Jess like, Franco? Well, any any sort of cross pollination, maybe Jess Franco specifically. I'm not sure. Uh, Jess that, Franco's ET. Is that okay? Yeah. How, how does that sound? Would you watch that? Uh, uh, that, that sounds upsetting. Very what? upsetting. What do you think would happen to the alien in Jess Franco's ET? I don't know. Uh oh. A lot of writhing. Oh dear. I I think that exists already. I think there is an ET. Porno. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh, oh dear. dear. Okay, maybe not that. Um, it's not as good as ET though. No, few things are, man. Few things oh. are. Gus Van Sant's ET. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't want to watch that movie. David Lynch's ET. Okay. Okay. That could be. That's isn't that Eraserhead? That's kind of Eraserhead. Uh, what about Paul Thomas Anderson's ET? Ooh, you like that? Here, know. okay. Here's the last one. I'll I'll hit you with Yui Bowles ET. Okay. You know Yui Bowl. Uve Uve Bull. Uve Bull. I saw him in one of the movies I watched this week. He was like, it was like special thanks Yui Bowl, and I was like, what? It was Little Miss Sunshine. He was like special thanks in Little Miss Sunshine. I was like, what? I was like, what does that guy have to do with that fucking movie? Well, let's see here. I didn't look into it. Well, according to a list I haven't updated for a while, uh, movies that would have been improved had Jess Franco directed them. Oh, okay. Um, at Species on there. Oh, that'd be cool, yeah. That's yeah. a sexy movie. And uh, how about how about Jennifer's Body? Uh, yeah, I saw that once on a um, incredibly legal DVD that was uh, incredibly legal me. DVD. Yeah, I mean, how else could I phrase it? It was incredibly legal. And I was like, this is like, all right. It's not good. Is it really bad? I don't people, know. People seem to be into that movie. Yeah, people are just really into Diablo Cody, though, right? For some reason. Yeah. I, I like the species thing. What about, um, you like what that about Mimic? I like that species. What about Mimic, the uh, Guillermo del Toro movie? Would that be improved with Jess Franco? I, I, I don't think it would. What about um, what Pan's about Chronos? Labyrinth? Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, what about Pacific Rim from Jess Ooh. Franco? Oh, damn. Could you imagine? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't. Could you imagine? What about Zack Snyder's Justice League from Jess Franco? From Jess Franco. Yeah. Uh, depends on how you feel about Gal Gadot, I suppose. Uh, why would she be in? Would she be in danger if she no, was no, in no, just no, Franco's? No, 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 It's good stuff. Everybody likes that. Everyone loves it. Everybody likes that. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, there you go. Answers to pressing questions. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a great question. It's a good Book question. it. Yeah, it's a great question. Good question. Hey RJ, I, I don't know. Yeah. This is this is also kind of news, but uh, okay. your your favorite wrestler, The Rock, he's been getting booed a lot lately. Good. Yeah. 
I thought, you'd, I thought you'd like to hear that. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but how long have I been on my anti-rock agenda? Is it like a year, <laughs> two years? It's been a while. It's been a while, man. Yeah, I think it's, so I think good. it's been several years. That guy sucks for a long time, and I feel <laughs> like it, people should have realized that before. Like, if I realized it, somebody mm-hmm. else should have. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Surely somebody should have figured this out by now. Surely. Yeah, he stinks, dude. I, I did see some of that stuff where it was like, he didn't show up at the Rumble, but he's just going to be at WrestleMania now, and people are upset because they're like, hey, why is he skipping the line? There's a protocol <laughs> to how this shit works. Wow. There isn't at all. People, I mean, it, it's, about, it's about drawing power, RJ. Anyone I, can be a star. All, you ask... You ask uh, friend of the show lawrence about uh the rock and uh mm. and the build to wrestlemania you ask him what he thinks i mean i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure i i do think it makes sense in his uh in his mind because his brand is failing which and his brand is him right but i do yes. think there is a cultural like turn against him where people are like this guy's kind of an asshole uh and uh i think in his mind he's like okay mm-hmm. we got to recover the brand Let's go back to basics, do a quick stint in, at WrestleMania. That'll kind of, you know, save things somehow. Remember when, remember when people were saying he should be president? And, yeah, and he was like, yeah, I'd consider it. And it's just like, oh, my God. I, I think he said he's been approached by a party. You're like, okay. What if it was the Libertarian Party? <laughs> would you be more inclined to? Uh, if that would make the most sense, probably. He's a he's a pro wrestler. He doesn't want anyone yeah. touching his money. Yeah, he said, "Hands off, laissez faire." No, well, I don't. I didn't have health care. <laughs> Why should anybody? I'm just work out, eat more pancakes. You know what a real person said to me once? A real person? A real person in real life. Uh, I was at an event one time, and this guy was, he was, he was of these mindsets, uh, these Jordan Peterson, like, uh, Ben Shapiro mindsets, and he was just like, he he hit me with the, yeah, he's like, I don't want to pay for other people's, if I get sick, I'll pay for it myself, and I was like, okay, cool, man, and then he's just like, same with water, he's like, why should we, he's like, why do people get water for free, and I was like, um, I said, I, I, uh, I got diarrhea, dude, I gotta, uh, sorry, I gotta, I gotta go. I got the hell out of there really quick. <laughs> well, that, that one was new to me though. I haven't seen that on the internet. Fuck! Why are we giving away free water to people? And I was like, uh, I gotta go. The most basic uh, necessity of life, and it's not even—it's not even free. I mean, you pay like you pay a water bill. I don't know yeah. what I was talking about. Like yeah, you know, we sure, we sure do. But he 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 was suggesting we should pay more for the water or something. It was wild. I can't remember the conversation. I just remember I was trying to get out of there really quickly. I was like, uh, gotta go. And then you said, hey, Justice League, the movie's on the screen right now. Oh, it's in black and white. <laughs> this is the extended wow. one. That, that that would mean that you were at home. Uh, well, not me. Yeah, this was in a garage. Calls coming from inside the house. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, anyways, good things. Now good things. I look forward to this uh, person's political ambitions. Um, there's another crazy thing. I mean, we are we are we we do exist in a world where the possibility of uh, water not being free 
Uh, it it will come eventually. Yeah, they, they, guys like this, they're they're out there. Okay, I got to tell you this other thing. This, I, I didn't think I was going to tell this story tonight, but like, so this guy, this is the same evening. Uh, this is an African-American gentleman, and he was just like, he's like, yeah, you know, people are weird about stuff. He's like, like the like the N-word. He's like, he's like, I see no problem with that because I understand its meaning. He's like, go ahead, say it to me. He's like, he's like, I embrace it. And I went, no. I said, no, I don't think I will. I was like, I'm good, man. And he's like, no, say it. And I was like, no. I was like, that's okay. I was like, I understand your point, man. But uh, I was like, I think I need to leave. But he was really trying to get me to say it. And I was just like, um, I said, I think I'm cool, man. I was like, I'm just trying to like eat this hot dog in, in this garage party. Uh, it was very strange. Very strange individual, this guy. Yeah, very strange. Good. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, people... People are crazy. Right, here. Well, when not having conversations with people. Individuals uh, in garages? What, 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 yeah, at, at the compound. At, at an undisclosed location. Yeah, at, mm-hmm. the, at the recruitment event. Uh, what you been creeping on this week? Uh, well, I finished The Last of Us 2. And uh, it got even sadder. Oh, man. People makes, are not. That makes sense. That makes people sense are not gonna or... like it. Uh, like, I, 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 I liked it. I think, I think it's good. I think it's very fitting. I, I enjoyed the story, and I know I've talked about this a lot, but like as a TV show, I think the general appeal of that first season, all the uh, John Q. Publics, they are not gonna be into this. It is way. It's so dark. They're not ready. So, they're not ready, dude. It's so cruel. Well, they might uh, be eventually. Yeah, I don't know, they're, man. They're 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 gonna start charging for water soon. Yeah, oh shit! And soon you're gonna be in someone's garage and get uh, uh, approached mm-hmm. about, about the water. So, anyways, I finished that. I'm gonna play in uh, Metro. Uh, you know the Metro. Oh, games? I remember. I forgot about that game. Yeah, well, I played the first two, and they were really good. Because I I did the audiobook in the summer, and I played because it's a right. trilogy. I did the first two, which I probably told you about. It's all about mushroom uh, tea, mushroom tea. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. All right. All right. And uh, mutants, which uh, I know you're pro mutant, uh, as any uh, right-thinking uh, person should be. Yeah. So uh, I'm giving that one a rip. So that's good. Um. Anyways, what did uh, I watch? Oh, I watched a uh, Twisted Metal, Jared. Ah. You know about Twisted Metal. Uh, you, when you say it like that, it sounds classy. Mm. Oh. Well, Thomas Hayden Church is in it. You know him? He's the Sandman. Oh, Flint Marco? Flint Marco. Peter, it's me. The Sandman. Flint Marco. He's in it. Uh, Nev Campbell is in it. You know Nev Campbell, right? I haven't thought about her in a long time. But when you did think about her, you really thought about her, right? Nah. (laughs) So is that classy? There's There's the class I've come to expect. Oh, you know who's in Twisted Metal? Samoa Joe. Hey, do you remember Thomas Hayden Church's name in Wings? Was it Flint Marco? Uh, Lowell. Lowell? I, I think I do remember that. Not to be confused with Lore. Uh, Data? Data? Data Lore? <laughs> B4? Uh, B4? And then the other one, which people always forget. Who did he make? What was the daughter? Or, like, not the daughter, but 
the uh yeah i mean eventually it became a daughter but who data created what was their name again andros or something for androgynous it was something like that um yeah uh, samoa joe was wall, in this. wall wall that's what it was wall data lore before lol uh continue so samoa joe is in this is sweet too yeah Jarrett. okay uh, but will arnett does the that's voice. the clown right yeah but will arnett does the voice and uh have you played any twisted metal in your time <laughs> like i would have played it never in any serious way like it would Which have been at is the way you do depart- it. like a department I'm, I'm talking like it's, it's not fun. even at i don't even know if i maybe at a house or something like that like a friend's house and you hopped into one match and you went i got it or might have just been like playing it at, at a department store when department stores still existed and they'd have yeah. game systems set up and it was just like oh cool i'm gonna stand here and play this for a while when my parents go shop mm-hmm. uh i had a twisted metal game i had a ps1 which i think i've mentioned before i got a ps1 very late in that console's lifespan and that was the only playstation i owned until the one i have now um and i had a twisted metal game and uh that game introduced me to robert zombies dragula uh because that was on the soundtrack and that played almost every single level and uh it was good every time every time you played and dragula came on you're like yeah you're like this game is twisted and you're just a little kid and you're like yeah get him uh, so that was cool. See, that was I fun. thought, I, see, I thought your introduction to Dracula would have been uh, uh, not that uh, from Twisted Metal, but for The Matrix. Dracula's in The Matrix. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There. At some point. Yeah. I don't remember this at all. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen The Matrix in probably like over the, 10 years. The Hot Rod Herman remix version of the song originally appeared in the 1999 Warner Brothers film The Matrix. It was later oh. heard in several video games, including Sledstorm, Jet Set Radio, Gran Turismo 2, and Twisted Metal 4. Yeah, so that's the one I had, Twisted Metal 4. I didn't know it was in The Matrix. I, um, I mean, I probably did, but uh, I don't. I didn't at this juncture. So that's news to me, man. That's that's neat. That's wild. Wild. That I didn't yeah, know Dragula was in the Matrix. Yeah, that, that I haven't seen the... the Matrix in a really long time. Okay. The I only mean, thing I was definitely maybe my. Like, it was like the, definitely the because like I never listened to like White Zombie. I remember White Zombie mostly just showing up in Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't think anything of Settle it. Settle down, like, Rob Zombie. I don't like this kind of music. And then, mm-hmm. um, then when Matrix came along, it was like, whoa, what is this? To and be fair, like, I don't. That, that song slaps. RJ. Oh yeah, it's Dragula so good. Um, I think Ryan Nagel, a friend of the show, karaoke Dragula one time, which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't really remember the music of the Matrix. I could tell you every scene in the Matrix, probably like from start to finish. I remember that movie very very well but uh i don't remember the music my favorite scene in that movie though is uh mouse not like this not like this (laughs) and And you go oh yeah that's good stuff uh so anyways twisted metal is uh my introduction to dragula uh i believe 
and uh, me and friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, and uh, our other buddy, uh, we played some Twisted Metal. We didn't take it competitively, like I know you handle your Warhammer stuff, but uh, uh, we did some Twisted Metal in. Uh, I always liked Axel. He was the dude who, it was just two huge wheels, and he was in between the two huge wheels. That dude was really cool. Yeah. I liked that guy. Um, so anyways, I watched this show. I had heard it was good, and I was just like, oh, I'll check it out. Um, there's 10 episodes, which I'm noticing this is the Paramount Plus strategy, and that's the start, like, Star Trek is all 10, 10 episodes, uh, Twisted Metal is 10 episodes, and then uh, uh, Halo is 10 episodes a season as well. So, uh, episodes one to nine, uh, you're watching this and you go, uh, what does this have to do with Twisted Metal? Like, in any capacity at all. Like, Sweet Tooth is there for an episode, but he's not in his car, like, in his ice cream truck. He, like, he is for, like, a second, but most, most of the time you see him, he's just walking around and you're like, okay, all right. And, like, people drive cars occasionally and you're just like, um... All right. Uh, the show is really, really stupid, Jarrett. Like, incredibly oh. stupid. Uh, I think the guy who made this, it's like Rhett Reese or whatever. He's the dude who made, um, I think, Zombieland, maybe the first Deadpool, uh, I think Venom or something like, like he was. I think those are the kind of movies he was involved in. Sugarhead. Sugarhead. Yeah, Rhett Reese, uh, Sugarhead. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really stupid. Um but it is entertaining. Uh, there is once in a while a joke that was really funny. And I was just like, that's a very good joke. And it was it was just very subtly thrown out there. I was like, that's is, is, is very that good. You, is that what you said out loud? That, that is. That is a very good joke. That is a very good joke. I'm not kidding. I didn't laugh. I just went, that's a good joke. I mean, that is a very good joke. And you, uh, so did, I, who, who did you turn to say that to? Uh, nobody. Oh, I turned and I said it, but there was nobody beside me. Right. Yeah. Andy. Yeah. You think that's a real person? Sure. Uh, so anyways, um, it's really, really stupid. And at certain points, sometimes you're just like, this show's maybe too stupid. Uh, but, uh, some of the jokes are really good. And then episodes one to nine, you're just kind of like, all right, whatever. Uh, and then episode 10, you kind of get some twisted metal where there's like uh-huh. cars driving around, oh, like shooting Jesus. and stuff. And you're just like, yeah. And I, I was really fired up. I was just like, fucking finally. Yeah. I was like, these guys are driving around bombing people. And it's like, it actually, I was like, I feel like this is what it should have been. Like, I, I don't say this often, but I think twisted metal should have just been a movie, like a two hour movie or like a 90 minute movie of just, just that kind of shit. It doesn't need to be a, 10 episode uh, series that's crazy uh but the last episode had that and it was really good um just like the driving around twisted metal stuff i was like i was like this is what i wanted to watch and then the way it ends is like they're setting it up where it's like i don't know if you know twisted metal lord uh lore uh jared but calypso is the guy who runs the twisted metal tournament and calypso is like a genie kind of guy and it's like, if you win Twisted Metal, you get one wish. Uh, so whatever player you play as in Twisted Metal, if you beat the game with them, you get to see what their wish is. And it's like, you get one wish, and whatever it is, it comes true. Like, he's a genie. Uh, so the way season one ends is like, Nev Campbell talking to Anthony Mackie, and she's like, a man named Calypso is organizing a tournament for people who are drivers like you. And it's like, 
the board is set with all of the drivers that would be in in the thing, and you're just like, oh man, you're like why wasn't this the first season? Why do we have all this shit of people just walking around eating bugs and stuff? I was like, I didn't because even of, feel that. because because of budget. I mean, yeah, surely like that that like five minutes of episode ten where there was like uh, actual action. <laughs> it resembled um, the game that you. Uh remember yes yeah like i'm sure that was incredibly expensive did you, and like did, to... did, did, what you didn't appreciate the nine episodes of world building that uh twisted metal fans have been clamoring for uh bug with bug eating <laughs> i mean it's not bad like the idea is like all the uh, like it's like y2k happens and then all the electronics cut out but like engines still work so that's why they can drive cars and you're just like sure you're like whatever that's Do they have to <laughs> fine do they have to pay for water uh I, they do have to pay for water that is a plot point okay yeah well not and they have to pay for every resource like uh no matter what the resource is so um yeah it's uh i, I didn't mind that stuff it's not bad like in terms of like the building stuff but uh the whole time i was kind of like where are the cars <laughs> it's like drive around do What's something cool shit you know, I want to see cool shit. And then it happens in the end, and you're just kind of like, well, that was cool. Uh, Sweet Tooth Samoa Joe, uh, he pours lighter fluid on it, because, like, Sweet Tooth in the game, he was the clown uh, yeah. driving the... And he had, his head was fire. So in the last episode, he pours lighter fluid on his head and he lights it on fire, and they're like, hey, your head's on fire. And he's like, I know. I like it. And then it was like, okay, whatever. It's uh, Will Arnett's voice. Um, yeah. They gave him a weird backstory where he's, like, a dog killer, and you're just like, uh weird it's like i don't know if that should have been sweet tooth's backstory that's it's a weird way to take that <laughs> it, it might have been it he's a child actor and then did you like, have, did you have to gets... maybe i don't know if you ever read the little manual of the backstories of your video game but uh it might have yeah been in there. i would i can yeah, see probably... uh, being a dog killer being really cool back in 1996 well what it was was he was a he was a child actor and then he gets upstaged by a dog actor ah so he goes and kills the dog and then he's in a psyche asylum until y2k and then when y2k happens he gets released and then he becomes samoa joe and you're just kind of like oh okay you're like that's cool or whatever um anyways uh it's really dumb but uh i enjoyed watching it oh you know what the plus is 22 minute episodes oh you know what the plus also is what's that paramount (laughs) what's paramount plus jared i don't give a fuck Mm. They, 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 fuck them, baby. It's not the it's not the fastest growing streaming service uh, no. in, in the internet. No, no, it's the one that people go fuck you, fuck you, Paramount. Actually, I think Apple. One thing Apple, I watch. Apple's the worst. I think it's the only one I don't have because there, um, why? I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know. There's shows I want to watch on there, like Severance and stuff, but it's like I don't want to sign up for this fucking thing. Uh, but I'm I, I'm almost I'm almost at the point of canceling this Paramount Plus um, because I, I've almost watched everything I want to watch. I'm pretty close, and they'll well, cancel well, it. What about Lower Deck seasons two through four? Well, fuck, people have to wait on that one. If we can generate enough, like one month salary for me, I'll watch it. <laughs> one month salary. Well, because that's what it's going to take for me to okay. be able to well, give that show the attention well, it deserves. Uh, at the rate we're going, it might be a while. Might be a while, okay. folks. Um. Anyways, Twisted Metal is really dumb, but uh, it was fun. And now I'm watching uh Halo. Halo. 
Galo. Um, I'm already like an episode in, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But all I can say, Jarrett, not my Halo. Warthogs? Are there? There was like one warthog. Okay. I okay. So I'm only two episodes in, but like, it it, it the show takes place like before halos before they find the halos and i was like okay and like i know i told you i'm a i'm a big halo boy but uh like i saw a thing oh. with the the guy pablo schrader who plays master chief and he was because season two is airing right now and he's just like hey if you have a problem with master chief taking his helmet off this show's not for you and i was like then who's it for because it's like that's the halo nerds they love that shit they eat that shit up they go crazy for that but anyways the first episode it's like Master Chief turns on like the the Marines, and I was just like, already? Like that's a weird thing to do in the first episode. Weird flex. And, yeah, yeah, it was very strange. So, anyways, I'll report back on Halo. Huh. Uh, other than that, I watched some movies that uh, I haven't seen in a long time, like Little Miss Sunshine and Fifty Fifty. Fifty Fifty yeah. still very very good. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine is good. Um, it's. I still really like it. Uh, there were a few things that, that were a little bit more noticeable now than when I was 16. Like uh, some of the editing is a little, um, I don't know, clunky, I guess. Oh, editing. Well, I mean, and like I don't talk about editing, but it was like things that I noticed, like some of the music sound editing, where it's like they play a song and it would cut off. Like things that annoy me now as an older uh, man. Yeah. Where I was just like, oh, I was like, don't do that. Just let it ride. Like, you know. So things like that I was annoyed by. Um, but uh, it is still, I still really like the story and uh, the actors are all good in it. You know, I'm in my Paul Dano phase right now. So, yeah. Um, so we're going to keep that going for a bit. Okay. I assume you don't like Little Miss Sunshine. I, uh, I'm, or... indi- I'm indifferent to it. Yeah. It, it yeah. didn't leave much of an impression when I watched it ages ago. I was kind of like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. I really liked it when I saw it when I was 16. And I do, I do think it is still a, a very good movie. Like, uh, the characters are very good, and that's what that movie is about. Um, 50-50 is real good. That's uh, what we would describe as a man-weepy, yeah. Garrett. We. Uh, yes, we. Uh, the collective we. So that's yeah. good. Uh, and then last night, I watched a um, a, a, a brand-new Netflix true crime doc, oh, which I know shit. everyone is always very eager to hear about. Did you see this thing that I logged just recently? I, I, I noticed something about it, yeah. Yeah, that and real, what did you uh, note? What did you notice, Jared? Evocative title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I notice about it? Like the title or the poster itself? Well, the title, the poster, and potentially my review, because my review is spoiler free. Well, so maybe just walk us yeah. through your introduction to this. Okay, so this is a film uh, titled "Lover, Docker, Killer," mm-hmm. from twenty twenty four, directed by one Sam Hopkinson. Of course. Uh, Sam Hopkinson's worked on 13 previous films, uh, a lot of documentaries, something on the Boston Bombers, Inside mm-hmm. the Hunt for the Boston Bombers, mm-hmm. uh, Fear City, New York versus the Mafia, Misha and the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's classic. Documentary about the Vatican. Uh, yeah, classic. Vatican boy. Uh, from online stalking to real life hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, so yeah, in this twisting documentary, a mechanic tries online dating for the first time and meets a woman who takes romantic obsession to a deadly extreme. Classic. Uh, what was it called again? Lover, Docker, 
killer. Okay, and do you have my review ready? Like I like do available. Yeah. Could you could you run us through that too, really quick? Uh, pooper, farter, shitter. <laughs> Got him. It's classic, absolutely classic. Uh, so, anyways, uh, this was very fine. It's it's an hour and a half. Um, I think if they, I think if Netflix, I've been watching the, I've watched a lot of these true crime crime Netflix things. I think if they know they have a good one, it's like a three episode kind of thing. And I think if it's just like, wow, this one's got shock value for a bit, but then it kind of fades. It's like an hour and a half one. Who, who do you think's on the Netflix team uh, for their true crime division where they're just uh, online and waiting for like some uh, oh. story to pop up? And they go, we, we got to send uh, Hopkinson it's... down. Send him, send him with the team. Send him it's with at... uh, Benoit and uh, Chris Mr. Benoit. With some releases. Uh, we we got to get the story. It's like, well, they're, they're, they're in mourning, sir. It's like, we don't give a shit about that. Even get him better. Get, Get those heads talking. Mm-hmm. No, that's a hundred percent what they do because that one I watched that Murdoch murders one where it's like the Carolinas one that happened like like uh, two years ago, and then when they did the follow up season, there was a or in that first season they had like uh, jail cell recorded telephone calls where it's just like, is it a Netflix show yet? And well, okay, like, oh so this God. one this one looks like it wasn't actually made by Netflix, but they acquired. Uh, okay. That makes a little bit more sense. Um, it's brand new. So it's a mechanic, online dating. Uh, he, he begins getting stalked by a woman. He dates another woman. Uh, the stalker woman, like, starts, like, burning houses and, like, keying cars and, like, like you know, stalker woman shit. Um, when I was watching this, I don't want to be an asshole, but, like, 20 minutes in, I was like, I was like, it's this girl who did it and not the other girl. And uh, Andrew's like, yeah, it might be. She's like, I feel like that's not shocking enough because, like, in the first five minutes, it was like a preview of what's going to come for the next 90 minutes or, like, the most shocking story you've ever heard. And you're just like, oh, wow, this, uh, this is going to be crazy. Um, but uh, we were watching it, and I was just like, I, I feel like that that lady was the one, the one that you don't think it was. And then uh, eventually you watch it, and you go, oh, that is what happens. And then you go, oh, okay. He's just a bad lady doing weird shit. But it's also it's this one's kind of ridiculous because it's this mechanic guy. He works at like a Mr. Lube kind of place. And like this entire documentary is about him boning down with with ladies. He's like, yeah, so I, I was talking to this girl. And uh, anyways, we weren't exclusive. So I got this other girlfriend and uh, this one girl was kind of mad about it. And then the stalking occurred. Uh, so I moved away. And then I was dating again. I was on online dating, and I had a couple girlfriends on on the line, and uh, they yeah. both got threatening messages. Or, no, it, not, nobody pulls like the oil change guy. <laughs> like, like he he's just like John Q. American. He's he's like an oil change guy, um, and like there's scenes of him like in the pit, like changing the oil, but. Every one of this guy's, <laughs> every one of his like stories is, is like how about like how women are insatiable around him. He's like, yeah, I dated her for a while, but then uh, this other girl came and she she wanted to date too, so I dated her. Uh, but then there was this other girl I dated her also, and you're just like, Jesus, dude. You're like, settle down, man. Really, uh, 
not to slut shame or anything like that, Jared, but uh, this guy was uh, he was a busy boy. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? A real man whore. He was. Well, and like this whole thing was like this lady went crazy because he was just dating so many people. And it's just like, dude, relax. Huh. Right. So anyways, that was, a sh- that was a show I watched. <laughs> Sweet. And now you're all caught up. Oh, all free and clear, free and clear. Me and Andrea watched the first season of Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, because I remember I was like, yeah, that show was really good. And then we watched it. Um, she was not really into it. Yeah. And uh, I was watching. I was like, I remember this being really, really good. And then I watched it. And then I was like, well, eh, it's all right. So Sherlock update for you. Well, you know. Yeah. There you go. Sherlock. Yeah, Sherlock. Why not? Hey, RJ, have you ever heard of a show called Star Trek Enterprise? Holy shit. Now, I don't need you to say if I was right, but I just want all I need to know before we go into this. Season three, thumbs up, thumbs down. One third of season three is ace. Yes. Not you can't say season three is so good because I, I've well, got there's, a couple, there's a couple. There's a couple. I got the receipts. And uh, okay. there's a couple. Uh, it, it, there, there's, there's quite a bit of like, well, it's like. There's some bad episodes, and then there's like, oh, this is more of the same. It's all regular old. Mm. It's pretty on par with the first two seasons, and and, and then it steps up. But then that one up. third was was I right? Like, was it episode ten or something? I was like, that's where it's well, going to change for you. Ep- episode ten is like real good stuff. Uh, it's like, well, I'll I've begin. Had four well, stars. Well, yeah, I I wouldn't go that far, but it's definitely like uh, you know, I I, I consider it a four. Definitely. I really. In terms that... of the Star Trek Pantheon, I think that's got to be included in there. It's like, this is what, for me, I was like, that's this is what Star Trek's about. I was like, this is a big one. I, I love that episode. I think it's really it's, good. It's, it's, it's really good. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, so the episode's episode 10, Similitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is an episode where uh, our boy uh, Trip, Trip, yeah. Trip. He's, uh, he's, he gets fucked up, and mm-hmm. he's, got like, he's got like a brain like damage thing going on. And they're like, well, we need our engineer. And so mm-hmm. there's this like thing that comes out of nowhere where they're like, well, you know, Captain, says Dr. Fox, I might have a solution. He's uh, like, in it's, my culture. It's, it's, it's radical. But mm-hmm. if when you're sick, you just you grow a new person and then you take the piece you need out of them and you put it into the original and then flush, baby flush. So I this is the yeah. So like we, Logan's run. Yeah, we get baby, we get baby trip, uh, yeah. who's accelerated growth, and uh, it's coming around real fast. It's starting mm-hmm. to figure out things rapidly. So you have this like kind of cool little thing where they have this like little, ba- you know, sort of a baby, and they rapidly take you through like all these different actors playing trip at various stages of like adolescence, uh, and then adulthood, and yeah, I mean, coming to the conclusion it's like, oh, I, uh, you know, because it's the same person ish. Mm-hmm. And they get a sense of things. You get some insights with the character into the other crew because this person has like nothing to lose. Uh, there's the resistance, of course, uh, then acceptance, I guess, of like Stim, uh, they, they call mm-hmm. uh, him. Uh, that you're like, yeah, you got you got one purpose. And they're like, what about what about my choice? What if I don't want to die? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So it kind of goes from there. And yeah, uh, there's a shot in this. 
because uh, like I was like half watching this at the beginning because I'm like mm-hmm. often painting, turning over. But then I started getting drawn in to the the situation and being like, oh, this is kind of good. And then I kept going, and you're like, oh, this is interesting. This is actually this is some good trek. And then uh, man, there's this mm-hmm. scene where you you get Sim. Uh, it's like pretty much you know <laughs> going to the executioner's chair, basically to mm-hmm. do what he's been created for. And he's just sitting on the bed with Porthos the dog. And you're like, motherfuckers. <laughs> God damn it. It's just, in like, to me, it's like I said, this is classic Shrek. It's one of those episodes of Shrek that just co- kind of comes out of fucking nowhere. And you're just like, huh? you're like, what? You're like, you're just, it's so and, sad. And, I mean, they don't really, but then they don't really, I don't know. The reason why they don't nail it maybe perfectly is because yeah. it opens up with a cold open with Trip dead. And then it starts off right. with like things, things happening, and uh, they're yeah, what is this? They're stranded in a din- dangerous field with nucleonic particles. That's like the whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it flashes back two weeks, and the whole build up, and like the raising of the child of this like you know clone baby, mm-hmm. and then at the end you get we cut back to uh, tr- a trip, a trip in a coffin. Mm-hmm. And then you have trips there at his own funeral. And they don't really delve into that too much. Like the ramifications of that. Yeah, Trip uh, doesn't more... have Trip doesn't have the time to deal with the trauma from I, that because he's gotta, gotta work he's gotta on a dangerous field. That's right. Yeah. Well, Which is yeah. another trip thing for the uh the rest of the season. It's like Trip, go fix the fucking warp core. And he's like, Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah. Very good. I like that episode. There. Yeah, I think that's like this. This episode gutting. It'll, mm-hmm. You're going to get wrecked watching this one. But yeah, very good. Uh, this is followed up by episode eleven, which is called Carpenter Street. Uh, this was a total surprise time travel episode. Drop them which, in there once in a while. This one's actually pretty good. I think this is yeah, actually I one of the it more a three. Yeah, uh, me too. I believe oh, this is yeah. the prostitute murderer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, it's like he's not a prost. Yeah, so it's that guy that's in everything you've ever seen. Yes, uh, who is in? It's like so. It's in two thousand four, Detroit, and this guy works for the blood bank. And uh, it turns out that somehow the reptilian um, Zindi Zindi they yeah. they need they need blood types, and this guy's like going to get paid, and he thinks he's just working for terrorists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what happens is. Uh, to Paul and Archer getting sent back in time by Daniels, I think, mm-hmm. uh, to stop this whole deal. But like the whole episode's got a strange feeling to it. It's very quiet. There's not yeah. this like overbearing music driving the whole thing. There's like mm-hmm. lots of driving around in the city, doing Trek stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they drive yeah, a car and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, they, inter- they infiltrate the the blood harvesting operation mm-hmm. of the Zindi. Phaser uh, stuff happens. Jokes about cars, eating uh, fast food, mm-hmm. but low key, pretty good. Yeah, I, I put. I, the... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's it. That was all I was say. Uh, yeah, I gave it a three too because I put stuff like I like that they acknowledge why we haven't heard of the Zindi yet. Like they they write that into the show. It's like yeah, we know this is a prequel and you haven't heard of this alien species yet. They like acknowledge it, and then I put Porthos gets cheese because it's an ongoing thing in this show for three seasons that you're not supposed to give Porthos cheese 
And I was always like, give Porthos some cheese already. So in this episode, he gets the cheese. And I was like, yeah. Episode so that's 12. a really good episode. Episode 12, maybe not. No, Chosen Realm. Enterprise is taken over by religious zealots who want to use the ship in a war against heretics. Uh, I gave this one star. I think this episode. I did too. Garbage. It yeah. is so. It, so this is. Uh, so this came out on American television, January fourteenth, two thousand four, and its reduction of like the idea of a suicide bomber is yes. so bad. It's like it's like mm-hmm. children. It's a children's idea. It's uh, yeah. a very uh, a very American, RJ. Oh, I know. I put proto Bajoran suicide bombers once one star. Uh, yeah, because uh, I was like, Ugh. so the idea is that uh, the Enterprise picks up some people claiming that they're in distress. It turns out that these are a group of people who worship these spheres that are in the expanse, and that the fact that the Enterprise crew step foot on the expanse at some point is like grounds for them. Well, I mean, one of you must sacrifice themselves and be put to death. And I mean, the most clever thing that's like telegraphed is that Archer's like, I will put myself forward and we will use what is in our culture, the way that we execute each other through this device right over here. Cause you don't know what it is mm-hmm. where I will be disintegrated, but it's the transporter. So Archer's mm-hmm. like sneaking around the ship and then there's a fight at the mm-hmm. end because they're going to go fight another group. Anyway. Yeah. This episode is just dumb. Uh, yeah. It stinks. It, yeah, this is not, yeah, very yeah. like, I, this was uh, what I was afraid that season three was going to be uh, based on your, like, <laughs> the context of it being yeah. like, is this going to be like some real meathead, like, yeah. America fuck yeah stuff? This is Only like, once in a while. Only, yeah, not too often. Luckily, it was relegated yeah. to like a couple episodes. But yeah, this was, uh, this was dumb. This was a real misstep. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, episode 13, Trent. Proving Ground. Trent. Enterprise has found the location of the testing site of the Zindi weapon and gets some rather unexpected help. Shram! All right, Andorian's Rock, four stars. It's so good. Shran is so. I I put in quotes. You son of a bitch. I don't know if that was actually spoken. Uh, that's but... that that is going to be. That's that's my notes for the last episode. Oh, <laughs> like yes. episode twenty four. Yeah. yeah. So because it's like one of those things you're like. Who's gonna? Who's gonna? Oh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. pretty good. So, anyways, yeah. This so this is the episode where trend. out of nowhere, yeah. the Andorians pop up and they're like, "Yeah, I'm here to help you, Captain. We're because we're such good friends." And you're like, everyone's like, "Wait a minute," because this is like the coolest like ongoing friendship I think yes. in Star Trek it's where because so, so the Andorians are like these like super paranoid. Uh, blue skinned aliens they hate vulcans so much oh, yeah. but shram has this absolute like real i don't know what you call it commitment to, 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 to jonathan art no he's got a commitment because yeah. he he really feels like every step along the way uh archer has always like done him right and he's has done right helped, by him yeah by by yeah. the andorian cause uh the imperial yeah. guard uh the, the and so that's us awesome yeah, uh, Com- so Combs good. and Combs like was this his fourth character that he plays in Trekdom? Really, yeah, two and DS9. Every character is different. Every yeah. character is a little different. They're not the same. It's mm-hmm. uh, what 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 range? What a what a performance. Anyway, uh, this whole episode is like the Andorians are there to help uh, deal with the Zindi menace because they're like, well, the fuck, these guys can't help. We'll help you, but of course they're like, <laughs> uh, we've got our orders, and uh, man, 
when the, the Andorians backstab Archer, it it hits, man. It's it like hurts even fuck. harder. Yeah, it's like damn it, and like the whole handling of it is so well done. Um, you're like, is, you're like, is there a different motive? Well, because because they're gonna leave. Like, they're they're, they're, they're they, Yeah, they got it. They got like an uh one of the test bombs, uh, essentially mm-hmm. like the mini bombs that they could have studied. But the Andorians are like, oh, we're gonna help you get it. And there's like sort of this like um, I don't know, somewhat like seduction going on with I think is it uh, Reed with the, one of the Andorian mm-hmm. females. Yeah. Uh, they're they're all like working right. They're working the crew. And because they have they have a job to accomplish, and of course the whole time the uh, you know the the Enterprise crew are like, yeah, I think these, we can't really trust these guys. Like they seem really well meaning and they've helped us, but at the same time, what? but everything tells us we probably shouldn't totally trust them. And then when they do trust them, and you're like everything's going to work out great, then the Andorians all have that thing where they look at each other, and you're like, uh oh, here it comes, and you're like, well, we're going back home, and he's like, we're going to send you out an escape pod. We'll tell you the Enterprise because he's still a good person, like he's still a good yeah. dude. And then they're like, "Yeah." So he gets escape potted out. You're like, "Fuck, what? What's going on?" <laughs> and then the Enterprise catches up with the Andorians and goes, "Hey, fuck sticks. We set it so that we could set the bomb off on your ship unless you dump it." And it's like, "Oh, you got us good, Enterprise." But you're like, "Oh man, could these guys ever be friends ever again?" Good episode. Well. I don't know. Is this the end of yeah. Shran as we is know him? But it's so sad. You're just like, man, it these is. Andorians are rad. Like they're so cool. It, this is <laughs> this series. If anything, this has championed the and- Andorian. Like, yes, it, it does. Slept, it, it, the, 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 the slept on uh, alien race from Trek. Yeah, because they're they have little antennas and they're blue. They're so cool. And like that's the thing. Shran and Jeffrey Coombs. It's so good. Yeah, like his his relationship with Archer. It's the best. It's awesome. It's uh, so good. Episode 14, Stratagem. Archer and the Zindi Degra are in a shuttle. With Degra suffering from memory loss, Archer tells them they escaped together from a prison and that the insectoids took power after it's destroying Earth. Uh, so I give this three stars. It's a pretty cool episode because it, it kind of reflects back on a few different lines from previous episodes uh, mm-hmm. that they've been setting up uh, involving like time displacement and they even <laughs> age up Archer. So he's all long hair. He's like, I've been in a prison with you and we've been, mm-hmm. been mind wiped. It's the brain parasites uh, that yeah. are displacing you uh, that I got to experience myself. And they're all just like, but it turns out they're just in a shuttlecraft in, in the docking bay. And it's like, it's like a carnival ride that they're essentially shaking on a compressor <laughs> with, with a star field. Cause they're trying Which to get cool. him. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. It's, it's really like when they did the reveal, yeah. I went, Oh, that isn't exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. So yeah, I know I thought this was like and they introduced this uh this Degra guy, one of the humanoid Zindi yeah. guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And uh and yeah, the Zindi are so cool. Yeah, very DS9 episode. Yes, uh, it is. I think they do. And yeah, it's well it's well played because eventually the guy figures things out and then it becomes like a thing where they have to like again, mind games. The whole episode is about yeah. mind games. Pretty good. I even I put, go like high three? It's really good. I, I like this one quite a bit. I put Ponytail Archer three stars because yeah. uh, I also liked it. I was just like, yeah, this is a good one, man. Yeah, It's got a good setup. It, uh, and like you said, the reveal isn't entirely like uh, predictable. You're like, oh, you're like, okay, cool. And then you're along for the ride. You're just like, let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Uh, Very uh, good. Har- then we got Harbinger, episode 15, mm-hmm. with Reed and Hayes fighting over a... Tr- oh, yeah. 
the military shit. Those guys start popping up a few times oh. here. Oh, and Trip yes. seemingly yeah. making to Paul jealous. Uh, Enterprise mm. discovers a dying alien in a pod with technology similar to the spheres. So this episode on the whole, not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dying alien in the space pod is like super cool. Yes. But this episode felt like a placeholder thing For going on. Uh, to, they they wanted to get to Paul and Trip having sex out of the way. Yeah. And also, hey, remember the military guys? Like, I had completely forgotten about them. The super security or whatever they were. Yeah, right? yeah, like... they're, yeah. They're they're they are like a, a Earth military that are joining yeah. uh, the Starfleet mission. SEAL Team Six. Yeah, yeah, Mako. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mako. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Trip blows down in this. Yeah. Yeah, the weird uh, harbinger creature alien thing that we find out it pays off. Really neat looking alien because he's mm-hmm. like, oh, "You're interrupting things. Let me get back in the pod so I can deteriorate." <laughs> and it makes sense Sand later. Scale alien. Yeah, I wrote for him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, th- this was like a two star affair. I I remember. Um... I think like the tri- uh the one side of it, like you said, is really good. You're just like, oh, this is super cool. And then like, then there's combat training with Trip, and you're like, oh, okay, or not maybe not Trip, <laughs> but it's like Reed to Paul, and yeah, and like yeah. the the super cops, and you're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. The sand scale alien is really cool though. I was like, that guy's wicked. I like that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next episode is episode 16. Uh, this is a Phlox episode. Doctor's yeah. orders. While in command of the Enterprise, because the entire crew is in a coma, Dr. Phlox starts hearing some strange sounds. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wrote, uh, fine, predictable, adequate, two stars. I mean, as far as like mm-hmm. the possibility of a Dr. Phlox episode, this one's just sort of like, oh, it's, uh, it's like a haunted house episode. And the entire time mm-hmm. it's like, well, I know that's not to Paul. I know that's in his head. Because she's yeah. not acting like herself, and why is she awake and acting weird and not being helpful? We get nude. We get a nude Doctor Flocks. Flocks. Yeah. yeah, we get we, we get uh, lots of um, uh, Porthos action. So yeah, yeah. And the crew's asleep, and he has to like make decisions. And you're like, is it his subconscious telling him what to do? And then you get some uh, some insectoid threat. Yes, yeah, going you get on. A bit of that. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah, gave this. Yeah, so, it's, okay. it's yeah. like fine. I gave this a big rating because uh, I uh, I put Porthos and Flocks like buddy cop episode. I was like, I love this. Yeah. He almost he almost shot Porthos. He did, but he or he almost did, but he didn't, which was good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really I I really like this one because um, like you said, it's like a haunted house one. Uh, I think they even show clips of the Exorcist in this or something like that. Yes, yeah. You get some rating. Uh, yeah, I, I like that, and then. Uh, yeah, I, I just I really like Flock, uh, Doctor Flox. He's my, as I've said many times, he's my favorite doctor, and uh, I like. Holy uh, shit! I like so one thing, Orthos. I didn't realize this. Mm-hmm. Uh, these episodes that we're talking about right now, uh, Harbinger and Doctor's Orders, they aired February 11th and February 18th of 2004. So it is the 20th anniversary of these episodes. <laughs> Wow, we really got we really got to put that I, out there. I I, I, f- I finally like got to watch these this Enterprise on its twentieth anniversary without even knowing it. No better time than Huge. than Huge. than twenty years later. Yeah. Uh, then you get episodes like seventeen, which I know RJ's oh. been prepping me. Hatchery. Uh, Captain oh. Archer orders the crew of Enterprise to save his Zindi insectoid hatchery. 
I didn't hate this episode, I guess, as oh, much as no. you. I, I, I didn't like, okay, it's not good, but my note was Archer is obviously possessed, you guys. Like, when it's it just like, Archer? He, he got sprayed, and he's like, now he's really obsessed with protecting the, the insectoid bugs. babies. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, the captain's giving the orders. And you're like, it's like, clearly, because well, there's a bit where the doctor goes, everything seems fine. And you're like, well, Clearly, he's not behaving rationally. He's like licking his lips. He's like, yeah. And then the military guys. These bugs. Yeah. Uh, was it, is it Jin from Lost? He's yeah. he's he's always standing around once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. This is like low two. I don't know. I wouldn't go one, but I didn't hate this. But you're just kind of like, huh? This again feels like, hey guys, now we know where the um, the shipyard is for the Doomsday device. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every episode, because there's like fucking three since Stratagem. Because in Stratagem, uh, when they trick uh, Degra into like saying mm-hmm. what the coordinates are, where the Red Sun is, where they're building the device, you're like, now we're going there right now. And then three episodes later, <laughs> like because mm-hmm. Harbinger's a stopgap, Doctor's Orders is a stopgap, Hatchery is. And you're like, that's of urgency in getting yeah. to this place. I guess it's only a 24 episode season. Well, for now. Yeah. And then Lex yeah. even next time. Yeah, I put Archer turns into a bug, and I gave it one stars. I did not like this one. I was like, this one stunks. Cool. Not, good. not good. Not good. <clears throat> but it's sandwiched between good episodes. Yeah. Uh, in my mind. Well, episode 18, Azadi Prime, Archer mm-hmm. decides he should pilot a kamikaze shuttle to destroy this indie weapon. <laughs> Temporal Agent Daniels urges him to reconsider. Uh, here we get introduced to the, the, the remains of Avian Zindi, uh, yeah. which we see in a... Those guys are so cool. We see a skull of it. And yeah. my note here is Enterprise gets fucked up. Awesome stuff. Four yes. stars. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I gave it five stars, but yes. <laughs> you know why I gave it five stars? It might be. Because what you texted yeah. me, full body burns. And I was like... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, see, I was texting you. I, I didn't write it down in my little note, but yeah, there's a full body burn in this. I'm like, I don't know if Star Trek does full body burns. They like, do now, baby. Ever, ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we get that. Yeah, the Enterprise. This is like it is just just shot the fuck out of. Everything's going wrong. Uh, yeah. And it's just and like the last was the last frame of the show is like the credits roll up and the Enterprise is just drifting into space drifting with space. whole. And there's like yeah, you get people like I don't know. Like on TV Trek, having like parts of the ship being blown open and people floating into space, and you're like, oh, Yeah, it's yeah, so the hull breach that's what a hull breach would be. Yeah, I put hull breach floating bodies into space, and because, like, like yes. yeah, that's the one thing about the series, right? Is the death count yeah. on Enterprise is very low, yeah, not a lot, not a lot of crew die, uh, <laughs> compared to like original series, but uh. When you're watching, uh, um, when it happens, Enterprise, you're like, Holy shit, because this is the one where, like, they lost, you know, uh, almost a quarter of the crew, uh, yeah. like in one episode. And you're like, Jesus, like, they got yeah. they got spanked. And this is, I, I love this episode. I had the hall bodies, uh, hall breach bodies floating, I had full body burns. Archer commits war crimes. Um, I love this, and then this, this one until the end of the season. This is what I thought. I, I remember I brought it up when we were talking about it. I was like, this is what Voyager should have been. Because yes, Voyager yeah. is like, uh, like the idea of Voyager, where it's like lost in space, fighting to get home from here to the end of the season. That's what the show becomes, where it's like 
every episode and especially like you see it with trip eventually where he's just working nonstop in engineering he's just there and like he doesn't sleep anymore because everybody is just trying to keep the ship alive well, that's, that's like... the next episode yeah that's where it has to be ordered to go rest yeah when and like that's what i mean it's like that's what void like especially voyagers like year in hell or uh, two episodes which should have been a whole season or whatever it's like that's what the, that show should have been is how hard it is to live in space when you just got fucked up and like everybody is dying. You're just like, Holy shit. Yeah. That episode rules, man. Yeah. So yeah. And then episode 19 is like the direct follow up to that. Uh, it's like Archer gets returned. He gets saved by um, the ambivalent, indifferent uh, aquatic Zindi. Yeah. They're um, very impartial. They're just like, well, let's yeah. see. Well, cause let's they're, they're, they're between like, fish coming out of the water and coming to the land evolutionarily mm -hmm. speaking uh so yeah archer gets returned the ship's like absolutely still fucked up and uh oh another ship comes and finds them and they go hey we need some help too what can we trade and they're like, well, we need your warp coil and the other guys go well we can't give you that and archer's gonna make some hard decisions because it's like that mm -hmm. doomsday device it's going to be launched anytime. And we, we, we got something we got to do. And these people are like, it'll take us three years and we'll be defenseless. And it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, four stars. Because oh, you're like, oh, it's so just like. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what I've been talking about, man. It's like, yes, I know not all of season three is, is uh, the slam dunk. But some of these episodes you're watching and you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. You're like, Archer. You're doing it, buddy. You're doing it, Peter. You're playing with us. Yeah. And oh, it's so it's so satisfying. You're just like, oh my god. Uh, then Archer. we get episode twenty, the Forgotten, as the crew continues to repair the ship and mourn the dead. Archer works to create trust and form a partnership with members of the Zindi Council. So yeah, this is just like pure like building, building up. Um, yeah. There's leaks uh, on the ship. This is this is the episode where. Um, uh, trip is trip. overworked. Yeah, yeah, and, and he cries, and it's really yeah. sad. Well, he's sad, and because uh, he also gets to confront because uh, Degra, of course, is like one of the architects of the the first baby Doomsday device that killed yes. seven million people on Earth. And he's like, mm -hmm. "Oh, hey, yeah, uh, hey, my sister's dead, and now we got lost another crew member. I got right this mm -hmm. goddamn later, Captain, Captain. Yeah, this is a good. Uh, yeah, this a uh, this is a breather episode, but it's a trip episode. We're yeah. just like, yeah, he's still dealing with it." He hasn't had time to deal with the the clone trip that they had to euthanize for parts. They're uh, he's just like he's like they're too much pain in the world. Yeah, so this is like, like oh, trip. So this is like three and a half or whatever. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this is this is a good solid three. Just because yeah. a sad trip. Because I don't know. I always thought once I got to this point, I was like, trip is the heart of this show. He's like he's the moral heart. Where you're just like, man, I want this guy to be happy. He deserves it. Well. And then episode 21, E squared. Ooh. Time travel stuff, like that one DS9 episode. Uh, so the description here. Trying to pass through a subspace corridor, Enterprise is stopped by a version of itself from the future. But yes. it's not from the future. It's from the past. Mm -hmm. What? So anyways, uh, yeah, this is a really good episode. I thought this was yes. like one of the yes. best versions of this sort of like alternate universe Mm -hmm. but not it's actually just like oh yeah it's like the thing where like ds like just that episode of ds9 where the ship gets kind of like knocked back down to the planet it doesn't make it all the way through and because mm -hmm. then they they wind up encountering their own uh descendants who've been living happily like odo's happy and then there's like 
what do we do if we actually leave and escape through this thing and we don't crash back here? All these people cease to exist. Yes. And they have to make that decision. So they don't they, they don't even entertain that because this is actually a really cool idea of an episode where um, the son of uh, Paul and uh, mm-hmm. Trip mm-hmm. is this like, you know, so half Vulcan, half man. He is he's failed already. Like he was supposed yeah. to stop the baby, the baby doomsday device from happening, but they weren't able to. And so this is kind of like, OK, we got to we got to get man up here. We got to we got to step mm-hmm. up. And we got to get this done. And uh, yeah, there's some like great scene with him in the brig because there's mm-hmm. uh, some sort of like I don't know trying to figure out what the best route is because everybody wants the same thing. There's no like betrayer, like there's no one like ah, I was working with this indie all along. It's like no, everybody wants trying. to. Everybody's trying to save the day, and they're all trying to figure out how the best way of doing that it would work. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to have that. Like people are like passionate about trying to do things, but they're at uh, cross purposes. So yeah, this yeah. is like you know like a I go three and a half, uh, which is again mm-hmm. really good. It's a very good episode, yes. um, yep. and yeah, it's just it presents this thing, and then they kind of leave this little teaser at the end of like, well, we don't know what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they're successful; they're able to get through the sub corridor thing to do, and um, it's kind of like left on like, well, maybe they're still out there, uh, mm-hmm. and you don't know at this point. I don't know if they show up in season four at all or anything like that yet, because I just finished season three uh... last night. But we'll see. Rem- I don't. Think I doubt so. it. Yeah. So it's I like a like so. a it's like a little thing they just leave there, a little, yeah. a little taste. Yeah. I uh, I remember I gave this one a three as well, and I was like, this one's really cool. Or uh, I gave it a three because I liked it as well. And uh, one thing I really liked, I put transporting equipment from enemy ships. I was like, that's cool. So I think they know? do the thing where it's like they transport something from the enemy ship yeah. onto their ship, and I was like, "That's a cool idea." Yeah, I was yeah, like, we're gonna trans well because they know exactly where everything is. What what because they need they're because yeah. they also have an enterprise. Yes, yeah, yeah. This was a good episode. Yeah, yeah man. The back end of season three, fuck, it's good. Yeah, and then you get episode twenty two, which is the council. Enterprise is right at the location of the Zindi Council, and with the help of Degra, Archer can make his plea in front of the five races of Zindi. Archer needs mm-hmm. to prove that the sphere, oh yeah, the sphere builders have been the telling lies. Yeah, so this is where you get yeah. like the where like ah, is this like another like overall lady villain of Star Trek? Because there's yeah. a lot of them. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there is lady yeah. villains start popping up all the yeah. time. Either they're change like they're changelings or Borgs or ship sphere builders. Mm-hmm. While the primates and the arboreals are already aware of the truth, convincing the other three races will not be easy. The insectoids <laughs> and the reptilians refuse to even listen to Archer. Meanwhile, the sphere builders haven't been sitting still and have arranged a secret meeting with the reptilians. This is where reptilians just turn into full-on baddies. And there's like there's some shots. There's this shots in this thing that are so like, man... This is this is the goofiest Star Trek's I'm, ever been, and I, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, so I've been waiting for you to hit here. I'm gonna send you a picture, and as soon as I find <laughs> it, it's gonna take me a minute or two. Yeah. Well, this but is I four think... stars, by the way. Like oh, this yes. stuff's like this Absolutely. stuff's so this stuff's so solid. Uh, it's I, so I don't know. good. I, I don't know because I I, I I suffered through some Babylon Five, and oh, this yeah. is this is. As good as babylon 5 uh at its best and the, mm-hmm. the, the the uh makeup and effects are like well are really good uh i actually like you should watch babylon 5 at some point yeah you have like, it right i do i do have the discs so you'd yeah. have to watch it that way but it, the first the first season uh you will find the uh, sheridan uh quite the the chore i think it's sheridan the first captain anyway yeah he's 
that man is quite the actor. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you'd I think you'd be down with Babylon Five uh, when you get into it because there's some fucking awesome episodes. Yeah, uh, and real and great characters that are as good as like Shram or Garrick. First, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, you sent me five images. My well, goodness. it's just the first one that matters. But I'm I'm right where I was watching um, Enterprise now. So anything that I see on here, I'm gonna send your way. Uh, I'm not even really looking at these. Yeah. Uh, but I, I see that's Enterprise related, so I'm sending it to you. Okay. But it's mostly just that first image. That's what yeah. I wanted to send of you. Archer looking at the insectoid. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm with you. Like the insectoid guy is so cool. Like it's Archer and the insectoid, and like I agree with you. <clears throat> this is like, it's like the goofiest of Star Trek, but somehow they make this work. Very, yeah, it's <laughs> and like you get so invested in it, you're just like, fuck yeah, get that bug, and like, yeah. oh man, it's, it's well, really it, but good. but it's all like this whole thing though is like so. There's two missions happening simultaneously where they're they're going, they're diplomatic. They're being diplomatic mm. and they're trying to explain yeah. things, presenting evidence. And there's like it's like really cool to see that. Like they're dip- yeah. they're they're trying to avoid conflict, but they also know, oh fuck, we gotta sh- throw down, we gotta throw down, we gotta like, do let's bad have things. A contingency plan. Yeah. And so uh we get one of the uh Marines gets disintegrated by something right out of a video game. It's this mm-hmm. big R that just like I'm like, damn, I don't think very many people have just been full and disintegrated on this show. It, like on on camera Not recently that yeah, it's been a long time and i was like holy crap and i was like whoa they just killed somebody like again mm-hmm. and you're like and there's ramifications and scenes afterwards where you're like oh people feel bad about it unlike new trek where people die every second constantly and, and no one gives a fuck they're just yeah. dead there's another dead person unless the story says oh they have to care about this one because they pushed me to the other side of the hall the hall deck uh, or the hall or uh, the bulkhead closing, and then you saw me mm-hmm. die, and you're like, "Oh, that's when you're allowed to care." Otherwise, they're like, eh, "Fodder." We'll get another uh, Starfleet person one of these days. Uh-huh. Lots of ships out there. See, uh, yeah, and that's Anyways. the problem with the new Trek is they're trying to be like this, and they t- they took the wrong message from it's not, it. It's not, just, it's not grounded enough. Yeah, they took the wrong message. Where it's like people like sad stuff and like. And like a uh, hardship, and it's just like no, no. Enterprise worked to get up there. They put the work in to get you there, and it's like Epis- you were sad from the start. Episode twenty three countdown. Yeah. While the reptilians force Hoshi to decipher a launch code, yeah. the primates, arboreals, and Archer think of a way to stop the Zindi weapon. Uh, I mean, my nose here is like still good stuff. Very exciting. Three and a half stars. Sure, like it doesn't even matter at this point. Like it's just, no, just like this is the end game. Yeah, the uh, yeah. the end game or the zero hour, as episode twenty four is called. Yeah, for twenty three, uh, I put Hoshi tries to kill herself, and I put four she stars. Does. Yeah, pretty good stuff. It's really sad. Yeah, and then episode twenty four is zero hour. Archer takes Degra's ship to try to prevent Earth from being destroyed and get some unexpected help. Enterprise tries to destroy Sphere forty one, but the Sphere builders know about the plan. And my note here is Stram, you son of a bitch. Because <laughs> I was like, fuck off. That's so awesome. Because I kept thinking, like, is it going to be the uh, E squared team? Is it going to be yes. uh, like baby, 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 uh, baby trip? If it's the Enterprise, and it's like, no, fuck Shran. Like, oh, it's way better. Shran. <laughs> he's like, go, oh and he's like, God, no. Man. I think what he say at one point? He's like, I don't owe you anymore. You owe me. 
You're like, yep, that's Shram. That, and Shram, Shram just starts yep. fucking doing shit, and you're like, yes, yes, please. Oh, it's so good. It's so satisfying. Like, because they build up this thing, man. Like, like that's that's why I that's why I'm such a champion for Enterprise. It's like the relationship with Shram is so good. Where he's in like two episodes in season one, maybe two episodes in season two. And then in season three, you're just like, I know who Shran is. I, I got this guy. And then they, they build up this kind of like bond. And you're just like, holy fuck, Shran, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and like, I, yeah, I love I love all the Zindi stuff. I think it's it's so well done. I, I really like all the different races of the Zindi. But um, mm-hmm. well, the so, shipbuilders are really neat. Like the they're kind of like are cool. they're, they, they exist in subspace in like this white area. And they're like. Because they're they can see through time, like so they're you know mm-hmm. interspatial outside like fourth dimensional creatures, and they can yes. see everything. Yeah. And they're like the probability of us being successful continues to diminish. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. cool. Like I don't know, I just like that stuff. Uh, yeah. And anyways, you get uh, then we get some archer, uh, you know, <laughs> big battle at the end where he blows a dude up, <laughs> and and then he ex- he runs away from an explosion. And it's everything classic. everything wraps up in a nice tidy little package, and then we get uh, alien yeah. Nazi uh, and the settlers, and you go, what? And you're like, okay, I can see why people would be like, uh, no thanks, like because it's like such a good, like it's such an out there thing. But me being a sick fuck, I go, yes, give me stupid track. I love this. Is, this is good stuff. It's so dumb. I don't even. It doesn't matter. How, how but, much like more? How much more fulfilling is it though to have that than when you, what you've watched with or what you've heard about Discovery and what you've seen with Strange Worlds? <laughs> the Red Angel. Uh, oh my god! And no. then you see this where it's like vampire Nazi alien, and you're like, oh. <laughs> Tell me more. It, it was like the, some at some point in these last couple episodes, I was I became very bummed out that. Uh, mm. There's like only one more season of Enterprise. I know it's it's a major bummer. Well, okay, I'm really happy to hear that because you're not saying you're you're not giving your bottom line or anything like that. But I feel like I can tell you kind of enjoyed season three, where you're just like, "This is good. This is happy." Oh yeah, there's some like absolutely really good stuff going on. Uh, very yes. enjoyable, uh, like in terms of like what Trek was and the reputation of Enterprise being like. It's nuts. dismal, and it's like it's no, nuts. this is like really, really good. Like, uh, like I said, the last third. I mean, like I said, there's like an episode here or there that are like, but the good episodes are real good. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy to hear that. Like, cause because... like, what is what's the best of uh, Picard give us? Some three star episodes. I don't Some? think I ever hit four. Never. Yeah. Never. But like I I do I I think from the midway point of season three on, I think there is consecutive four star episodes. Bam, bam, bam. Season four looks like it's got some good stuff. uh, I remember season four having, it's more of a mixed bag where it's not like, because I think the back end of season three, it's just like almost banger after banger with just like one or two duds in between. But uh, season four has got half good. And then half of them, you're like, Oh, especially like the finale which is not a finale at all you're that's the worst that's the worst part of it which something to look forward to is like the last episode is probably the worst one and you're Mm -hmm. just like oh man um because it's not an it's not an enterprise episode it's a tng episode and you're just like what 
Yeah. Like, Why? Where'd that come from? But that, uh, that and that's like a Babylon Five kind of thing too, where they do these weird yeah. like codas to the series, and you're like, what? Because they thought the show was canceled, and you're like, what are they doing now? It's like yeah. it works in a sci-fi kind of way, and like I don't know. I'll see the episode for myself because I have now two people who've told me how awful the last episode of uh, Enterprise is. So I'm like, yay! It's, just, it's a bummer. Well, it's, it's a an on ending because it's it's yeah. not it's not Enterprise. It's Riker and uh, Troy, and like that's the whole episode. And you're just what, what, like, what, oh. looking at a holodeck. Yeah, and it, it's it's just a bummer because you're like, I wish we had any kind of real ending for these guys whatever that is um but yeah like yes back into season three super consistent in the episodes which is really good and then i think there's a couple that are just like all timers for me like uh i i I think the symbiote trip episode is in my top 10 trek episodes like i think that is Hmm. so good i i love that thing Uh, it's uh, it's been a, a couple of years since I watched it, but you talking about it, it, it made me remember it. And I was just like, man, that was good. I was like, I like that episode. Well, I mean, it's the first four star episode of the series. And yes. then, and then the back half, yeah. you're like, oh, there's like what? Five four star episodes. And you're yeah. like, easy. And you're like, oh, and they, cool, they get cool. you and they get you and they get you. Yeah. It's really good yeah. stuff. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy you like that. Cause I will forever be the as you know i will forever be the champion of enterprise because it's like everybody is wrong all of these people are wrong about this mm-hmm. well i mean I, I think at this point i think i could definitely say that you and i are on the same page on track yeah. yes i i think so i agree i agree <laughs> i think if you watched voyager you would be the same as me and if you watch discovery it's you probably would the ex- even, the... even harsher than <laughs> no. i i am <laughs> yeah i think i might be uh i can't watch it i ever i that's the thing I, I will at this point i guess i have to watch voyager and then i'll be like yeah i've seen everything oh but not Dis- i haven't watched discovery not- and, not, and not lower decks because i don't yeah. cartoons don't count they don't count cartoons don't count discovery um isn't good voyager it's like i said there there are 10 really good voyager episodes 10 out of 200 or whatever it is <laughs> So 190 episodes or whatever, whatever that, whatever it is, a lot of that show, 90%, you're going to go, oh, and then 10 of them once in a while, one episode every 10, you're going to go, oh, that's good. Uh, but it, it just, it doesn't happen very often, unfortunately. Well, very good. And hey, uh, Kim and I managed to watch a little bit of original series, just a couple of episodes. Yes. Yeah, you got uh, to go, go, gotta, gotta watch that Balance of Terror. Uh, oh, that's where you're at now? Yeah, and uh, that episode is really good. And mm. I was thinking about Strange New Worlds because that's the episode they drop on. And the whole time, mm. I'm just like, ah, Kirk. <laughs> Kirk from Strange New Worlds. The worst. What, <laughs> so... what were we calling him? Not James Kirk, but Jim Kirk. Not even Jim. Jim, Jim Kirk is like uh, Chris, Chris Pine because they call him Jim. Who is it? Jimothy Kirk? Is that what we would call <laughs> Jimothy? Jimothy? That's the Strange New World. Oh. It's nobody's Kirk. No. Yeah. Oh, nobody's well. Kirk. But oh, hey, at well. least we can agree. Enterprise rules. It's awesome. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, and I think you'd have to. I think the only way to watch it is like you watch every episode. You, you, have it, you have you to. Let it, you let it. You slug it out. I don't know if you could just jump in and it would hit. I think if you watch it all. Uh, those last 
the last whatever eight nine episodes of season three mm-hmm. will reward you for getting through seasons one and two because you yes. know what there's oh, like absolutely. honestly like the, the average is like yeah there's some bad episodes but there's a lot of bad trek and uh yes. on the whole it's like two stars is fine trek it's just mm-hmm. like eh, it doesn't do anything super exciting they might have a cool alien here and there or this is it just feels like it's treading water oh and also travis is has grown into becoming a much better character as yeah. they kind of start portraying him as like a more of a veteran instead of like oh boy mm-hmm. i'm the i'm the pilot <laughs> and i don't they... i i have an episode and then hoshi like also up to, like when she gets kidnapped uh mm-hmm. and used and now she's like all like <laughs> damaged <laughs> in the mm-hmm. i'm like oh we'll see if that carries over in season four like these characters are now suddenly like broken in uh, beaten down uh, veterans of uh, space exploration. Oh, that was the other. There's a great line too, talking about how their ship isn't equipped for fighting uh, for military mm-hmm. purposes. And he's like, "Well, this the ship's actually not meant for that. It's meant for exploration." And I think it's Dagger. Like, well, maybe after all this is said and done, you can go back to doing that. It's like, yeah, I like that. You're like, that's yeah. It, well, exactly. And like, yeah, everything you just said was like. Yeah, there's there's certain things about it that just really resonate with me. And I do think, like, the bottom line is even the worst Enterprise episodes, like, there are some ones that you're just like, eh, whatever. But uh, the worst, like, I'll watch, like, those one-star Enterprise, you're like, eh, all right. But the, the zero-star Voyager episodes, the negative-star Discovery episodes, like... <laughs> It is something else entirely. And negative stars. I, I like there was there was negative like and like Discovery is a two star almost the entire time, but then once in a while it was like negative two. Oh, and Voyager, I think I gave a negative one on one of those episodes. It's like this fucking. It's not even bad. It's offensive. It's just like this isn't good. It's offensive. It's offensive to me. As a, a person who's watched all of the Star Trek, once I hit those ones, I was just like, I was like, you're making me not want to watch this show right now. And that is the opposite of what your show should be. So, yeah, I will always, I'll always uh, stand for our, our Enterprise cause. And I'm glad that you have now fully embraced this. I've always tried to push this on you, but I, I didn't want to push too hard because sometimes that can pushed well hey i was sometimes i I can have the negative result i was waiting for the 20th anniversary oh that's true that's true and then man look at look at how it turned out for us hey beautifully beautiful hey Arj, you got any news for us nah i think we covered some news earlier yeah i think we did i think we i think everyone's caught up on current events for this week for the most part yeah oh Sweet. Well, we've got a movie to talk about. Oh, does dude. not involve Jeffrey Combs, so strike well, one. It's not a good movie, then. Strike one. Mm-hmm. After the break, we're going to stab a dude in the neck with scissors. An enterprise? Masquerading as the funny man Sorrows drown. Hard looks well on the outside, underneath the solemn truth. 
réel et surréel, terrifiant et marrant, nocturne et diurne, solide et insolite, beau comme tout. C'était un film d'aventure. Son sang coulait de mille blessures et il combattait seul, car il avait juré de ne pas reculer d'un pouce. C'était un roman d'amour. Sortir d'un mauvais rêve. C'était un film d'aventure. Ah, quel terrible 5 heures du soir. C'était un roman d'amour. Nous vîmes des paysages d'hiver et des paysages d'été. Compère, vous mentez. Compère, qu'as-tu vu J'ai vu le café où Van Gogh, un soir terrible, a décidé de se couper l'oreille. Une saison en enfer. Un poète qui s'appelle Revolver. Robert Browning. M'échapper. Jamais. Bien aimé. Tant que je serai moi. Et que tu seras toi. Cela ressemble trop à la fatalité. Un petit port, comme dans les romans de Conrad. Un bateau à voile, comme dans les romans de Stevenson. Un ancien bordel, comme dans les romans de Faulkner. C'était un film d'aventure. C'est comme pendant la guerre d'Algérie. C'était un roman d'amour. La recherche du temps disparu. Les jours passent. Une surprise partie chez Monsieur et Madame Expresso. C'était un film d'aventure. La prise de Constantinople, l'histoire de Nicolas de Stahl et de son suicide. Je sais pas. Des siècles et des siècles s'enfuient à dans le lointain, comme des orages. L'amour est à réinventer. La vraie vie est ailleurs. Marianne Renoir. C'était un roman d'amour. Tendre et cruel. Réel et surréel, terrifiant et marrant, nocturne et diurne, solide et insolite, beau comme tout. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about Perrault Le Feu. Sure. From 1965, directed by Jean-Luc Picard. Oh. My favorite. My favorite captain. Interesting. Hey, you know what I, I, I found out the other day is uh yeah. there's a um there's like a Jean Picard or a Luke Picard who is a famous Catholic scientist uh that did space kind of stuff. And uh like, Bleu. Picard Catholic scientist. Well, you uh, Jean up, Picard up. from sixteen he lived from sixteen twenty to sixteen eighty two. He died a ripe young age of 62 years old. I mean, Roddenberry was a big fan. Uh, he was a Jesuit, and uh, a yeah, Jesuit. He, did, he did a lot of uh, big things. Catholic scientist. He was involved in space travel of some kind. Telescopes, it says. Well, some say that Jean-Luc Godard is something oh. of a scientist of film. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, synopsis here from Letterboxd. <clears throat> Perrault escapes his boring society and travels from Paris to the Mediterranean Sea with Marianne, a girl chased by hitmen from Algeria. Oh, wow. They, they lead an unorthodox life, always what on the run, mean? singing and dancing. Oh, That's okay. what it means, Arj. That's what this movie suggests to me. Oh, okay. Uh, so Godard, he's back. In what form? Um, podcast form. As in oh, we wow. have, we're talking about him. Uh, this is a movie I've seen before. But and when, when did I, uh, on Blu-ray? On, on, on a disc? On a home video disc? Wow. Number those? Blu-ray, you say? Not DVD? Yeah. Uh, it was Blu-ray, I'm sure. Oh, okay. I watched this back December 2016. Hmm. I was a different. I felt like a, a different man back then compared to now. 
What do you feel like that? Uh, you, you know about the year year of hell? Do you know about the Zindi uh, conflict? It's kind of like that. I've heard. I've heard about it's it. Like, I feel like I was. I was. Uh, I'm like Travis. Ensign um, Travis. Ensign Travis. Yeah. Who Who do you most relate to? Travis, Trip, Archer, Tapal, Flox, uh, Porthos, or Reed? Shran. <laughs> anyways. He, yeah. Anyways, enough of the Star Trek talk. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, Never enough. I watched this movie, you know, you know, seven years ago. Sure. Uh, vaguely remember lot of scenes on beaches. Mm-hmm. That, that was about it. And I think when I watched it, I remember like some vague uh, similarities, I guess, to uh, the, the Wes Anderson movie, Moonrise Kingdom. But, uh, Can you describe why? Uh, I don't know. Just like young, youngish people on a beach uh, okay. on the run, like Moonrise yeah. Kingdom. They're going to live on the beach. Okay. Just, just a little bit there. Just a little bit. Anyways. That's fine. Uh, what's this movie all about? Well, first thing, my one of my first notes here is that the opening credits of this are super sharp. Uh, it's just this like kind of slow uh, appearance of uh, the character of the, the characters, the the cast's names, the director, the actors in primary colors and text, just slowly appearing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Looks really good. Uh, mm-hmm. It's bold. Uh, it's definitely uh, like plays, a bold Dorito. It, it play, like a bold Dorito. Okay. I don't know. It's bit, not necessarily sharp though, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. Looks really good. And then it's followed up with some real nice photography of uh, mo- people playing tennis, uh, mm-hmm. landscapes, while uh, a voice narrates over a. Uh, I think it's like a review. Someone reviewing paintings. Okay. And it's our boy. Our our breathless man. Mm-hmm. It, it, it wasn't that long ago that we talked about breathless, was it? With Jean Paul uh, Belmondo. No, like, uh, like I, I forgot like ten episodes ago. This calendar year, um, I forgot about it, and then I seen this dude smoking big darts, and I was like, oh hey, it's the guy. It's that guy. It's Ferdinand Griffin. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. AKA yeah. Pero, the uh, sad clown. He's the mm. sad clown. He's reading in a bathtub in his earlier dis- as uh, discussed. I was like, "Whoa, do people bathe still in bathtubs?" Uh, well, what do you? Th- When's the last time you were in a tub? I don't know. Want to change that tonight? No, I'm good. I like my standing in a shower. Uh, that's my life. Okay. So the, tub, huh? the tub is best at my feet. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, what's the what's going on with this guy? Well. He's uh he's a kept man, used to work in television, and mm. he was fired. Left. Uh, it seems like he was fired, but he's always like, ah, yeah, you know, it's not fair. I can't go back into TV, and I'm like, ah, that that kind of society where people can just like jump into their jobs that they're owed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a different world, a different world it seems. Uh, 1960s France. And uh, anyway, so he's married to this woman who, you know, they have, he has like this, what you would call it a perfect life, a bourgeois life. Mm-hmm. And he's got bourgeois things to do. Uh, mm. he's, got, he's got a wife, he's got kids, he's got his in-laws. Uh, he has to entertain. And then he gets to go to like 
parties. What kind of parties is he going to, RJ? Sex? Yeah, it seems like there's like suggestion of sex. Why is that? Because there's there's some, there's some topless ladies just sitting around. Matter of fact, like no big deal. Well, I mean, <clears throat> there's nothing that uncommon about that. Topless, Real. that is. I mean, I'm topless okay, at, most at, days. At, at your parties. At my parties, I'm not usually wearing a top. Okay. Yeah. But it's my party. I'll cry if I want to. You know, it's a real, mean? it's a real gun show over there. Well, it's, it's a show of some kind. So anyway, what do we have here, RJ? We got a rich, sad guy. Okay. But but he but he's like he doesn't seem to have the power. It's not satisfying him. He needs okay. something. He needs something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. he 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 winds up uh, meeting up with uh, his ex girlfriend. Who younger, this young mm-hmm. mistress, and he's like, "Yeah, let's just uh, blow this popsicle stand. Let's go hop in a car, like in Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. and converse and drive. Talk about Vietnam and whether or not they shot any babies. Yeah, okay, same Never kind of shot realm, any right? baby. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of." So anyway, she's kind of like, yeah, I've got a place we can crash. It's gonna, it'll be fine. <laughs> I was with this guy, but he's he won't be a problem. And then uh, we get some of that Godardian matter-of-fact death and violence. Oh, tell me more about that. Well, we get <clears throat> we get a dude, dude, dude just this was he stabbed in the neck with scissors. Uh yeah, it's like the back of the neck. Yeah, and he's but just like, dead. He caught me off guard because I was like, I was like, is that guy dead? <laughs> and I was like, what is this movie? No, he, that it? Yeah, that, yeah, that's when they're really that's when they're really keeping you on your toes. And yeah. then and then you get this um really cool uh kind of like flashback, mm-hmm. but all done in a single shot where everybody kind of like breaks and shuffles around and they're moving through the space like it's happening and there's like an, a man entering from a previous time and then they're like pretending to walk through the space come back through it it's super simple but mm-hmm. really well done okay in, in a surprising way where i went huh i i don't remember that scene at all uh, from mm-hmm. when I first watched this seven years ago, like I said, all I remember is beach times, and there's a reason why. Because I think the uh, for me the most interesting part of uh, Pero the Fu is like the first thirty minutes. Uh, yeah, and then and then what happens after that? Singing and dancing on the beach, and then okay, but but, but you do get some uh, you get some more guys getting stabbed in the neck, uh, and you get this short man <laughs> getting tossed around, and it's really funny. Mm. How he's short? Dead. He's quite—he's a little man. He's—he's he's just getting tossed about by a very tall person, mm. and uh, draping him over a chair. I don't know. I, yeah, I, oh, I also tell like me, over tell the me, tell me that's not funny. Draping a dead man over a chair. Uh, I liked the positioning of that body. Yeah, very very comfortable looking. Yeah, I liked that. So it turns out this—this uh, this is like a crime story. But you're not really worried about the crime. Uh, no, the crime's irrelevant. The crime is irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, they're now going to be on the run. Uh, they're going to steal cars. And sometimes they crash the cars. And there's people. And they're just dead. 
Mm-hmm. And again, the matter of factness of this, uh, this does, um, is kind of before weekend, uh, comes along, mm-hmm. uh, which is like got a lot of this sort of uh, action. I don't know if you call it, I don't know if it's surrealism, uh, exactly. Magical surrealism? Magical, no, it's not magical surrealism either. Oh, okay. It, it's like magical realism. It's satire. Is there satire here? Is it skewering? Satirical surrealism. Okay. Uh, yeah, because there's like this space that I've never thought about where I would cross your Louis Bunuel with uh, Godard. Mm. Yeah. Which I don't know if uh, people normally do, but. Uh, this is but his obsessions are becoming clearer. Uh, he starts mm-hmm. becoming very uh, interested in Maoist uh, communist ideas, and uh, the the conflict of uh, Vietnam, France's uh, relationship being having a, a colony there, mm-hmm. uh, losing that, and uh, America, and kind of mm-hmm. like, hey, this is kind of bullshit. But I don't know if uh, his stuff communicates this stuff in a really interesting way. I feel like. Be a more interesting way to posit these things rather than this sort of abstract, uh, arguably pretentious manner where it's kind of like, what is he doing? Who's he? Who is he conversing with when he makes these films? And he's making movies for all time uh, that he thinks will be viewed forever and ever. I don't know. Or is he making movies for you know 1965 audiences specifically, but with uh, quite the visual flair? Because much like last week with the boner, RJ. The what? Sorry. Uh, AKA Le Bonheur. Okay, interesting. Uh, the color, the mm-hmm. the, co- the the costumes, the clothing of 1960s France, at least in movies. Uh, but the color is a little vibrant. It's almost like these uh, French New Wave filmmakers. They're like, hey, movies can look really good. They don't have to look drab like the real world. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's let's put some pow into it. Yeah, what includes pow? Uh, blue, red, yellow, primary colors. He goes, he, he does it quite a bit. Uh, subsequent films, too. Uh, it really starts ticking up, and you go, Wes Anderson watches these things, and he's touching himself through those corduroy pants of his. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what is he touching through those pants? Uh, that's between him and his corduroys. Okay. Hey, did you hear about those new corduroy head, uh, like those new corduroy pillows? I have not. They're making headlines. Headlines, you say? Yes, yes. Hey, RJ, what would, how would you describe leading in an orthodox life? Unorthodox? Yeah. Uh, it'd be like a dude who goes to work, like, I don't know, at a fast food restaurant or whatever, comes home. Maybe eat some soup. Maybe eat some spaghetti. Has a showers podcast, for the second time. Showers for the second time in a day, every day. Uh, does a podcast potentially? Um, maybe that person's really cool, and it's just others who think they're unorthodox. Is what I would say. Maybe they have some pretty revolutionary ideas. Um, and the last time revolution. Yeah, maybe the last time there was someone who had ideas like that, you know, maybe it was a carpenter who had some long hair, and maybe he had some crazy ideas too, you know what I mean? About peace and love, you know? But maybe he was on to something. Uh, would, would there be time to be waterboarded? Uh, in in between eating massive hunks of cheese, you could probably waterboard. Is this the first documented waterboarding, like in cinema, or what do you think? 
<laughs> I don't, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Have to you look know, into that. I mean, I don't know. This seems like the earliest waterboard I've seen in mm -hmm. quite some time. Right. Yeah, I, I always think of uh, people being forced to drink uh, castor oil, like in uh, mm. what was that uh, Fellini Amarcord? Yeah, that makes like, you shit your pants. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, and no one likes to be waterboarded. Or I, I don't you know what though I've never been waterboarded and I still know that's uh, true so I guess you I'm, want to change uh, that tonight? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. You I, sure? I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to learn. I got the, the hard tub way. going right now. I, 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 I had it. it. Oh, I had the tub ready for after we're done because I was gonna go for a soak. But if you want, we could like could throw you in there. There's a lot of singing in this. Uh, how much singing is too much singing for you? Uh I don't know. More than one, more than one singing. Anything above a dude going boom, 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 boom. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. There's some singing bits. Is there like, any dancing though? Is what people yeah, want. Yeah, th there is. There's like okay. sort of these pseudo musical numbers. A lot of people don't talk about the uh, the, the pseudo musical performative elements of uh, Pierrot Le wow. Fou. Jared, it's the French. It is the France. <laughs> it is their France. way. It is the it is a way. Oh, well, you know the French are very carefree and hey, spontaneous. But you have to you have to admit that it's nice to see Godard taking the couple of which all his movies are about him and his like wives or ex wives or new mm -hmm. girlfriends out of the apartment into the beach. First time in a long time. Living out living of the off, apartment into the surrogate apartment. That's right. On the beach, because uh, like Jess Franco uh, and a lot of, uh, I think, European filmmakers, they like to vacation. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if back in the 60s was the case, but you get that six-week vacation time. You got lots of downtime. You get to go do things. You go down You go uh, to, down to the coast, taking that sea air. Look at the seagulls. Fight the seagulls. Mm -hmm. well, what are you going to do with the seagulls? Fight them, because they're trying to get your food. They're pretty big. Mm -hmm. But you can't share? Uh, they, I don't think the birds want to share. Oh, what, are they selfish? They are shellfish fans. Oh, I see. Interesting. I see what you're getting they, at. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's dudes. There's, like, dangerous men that show up sometimes, and they waterboard you. Sometimes they get stabbed in the neck as well, and you're like, well, we got to keep moving. These guys. <laughs> um, and then... I don't know. And what happens? Uh, he he abandons Marianne, and uh, they catch up with one another, and then uh, she dies. She is brought okay. with her like other boyfriend. That's like, oh, it's my brother the whole time. Turns out not the case. Ferdinand kills her. Kills him. And then he uh, blue faces up and puts on a, a, a big yellow dynamite headdress. Mm -hmm. to, and he's going to kill himself by blowing up his head. And then he goes, oh, maybe I'm not going to do that. Whoops, already let it. And then you go, fin. And you go, cinema. Which part comes first, the fin or the cinema? That's what I see. Cinema. 
Fin what about Finama? Is that what you just said? Finema. No, that's new. That's that's you. You you get to own the copyright on that. Can I can I get the uh, IP on that? Yeah, that's your intellectual property. Wait, so when you want to announce that something's over, but you also want to announce that it's artisanal. Mm-hmm. Fin Ima. Yeah. You know, originally Goddard wanted Richard Burton in this. Who Dick what Burton? Dick Burton. Mm. Tim, Tim Burton's dad, <laughs> Dick. Dick Burton. I feel like um, who's that one guy? Mickey Rooney would have been a better pick. <laughs> Jimmy Willikers. Jimmy Kidjoker. <laughs> you know that guy? Yeah, I know. I know Mickey Rooney. <laughs> I feel like nobody's talked about him in a while, and I feel like that's unfair to him. Jiminy Jellikers? Yeah, I feel like that's unfair to him. Yeah. What were we talking about? Ah, Pedro Lefou. All right. A movie. A movie. Mm. Um, I don't know, RJ. I don't got a lot to say Big about fan? this. I, 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 I was curious, though, uh, watching this hour and 50-minute long film. Um, not allowed through traditional yeah. means to watch uh yes. what you were what you were experiencing when you watched this a day before me i was wondering yeah. like man are you gonna watch this and go i really want to check out the novel this is based on obsession by lionel white and see how it compares i and already you, have and, so many copies of that and I, I want you to think about like you're like man samuel fuller <laughs> if i watched this before doing this podcast i'd have no idea who samuel fuller was and here he is and we got a joke about translations mm, and what about what, of... film, what films are not what your film's about mm. what's mm. film about sometimes RJ sometimes film is about um, the like the butt inside you know like not your butt but the butt inside your butt do you know what I mean and death oh and, and love well all films about death and the butt inside and the butt, butt inside yeah, so you're curious, eh? I'm curious. Well, let me tell you. Why is this not on the Criterion channel? I don't know. I, I'm i getting really fed up with this Criterion channel that I pay money for every month, and there's uh, nothing I need to watch when I want to watch it. A, a significant amount of movies aren't on the Criterion channel. You know what I saw today? You know what's going, getting released on the Criterion? The Tom Green... Seminal film, Freddy Got Fingered, is about to be put on the Criterion channel. That's a good one, though. That is a good one. That's very incredible. Uh, I want to watch that, but why isn't that spine 450? Why is um, uh, this movie uh, spine whatever? Did you happen to see my review of this film, Jared? Uh, no. No? Oh, yeah, I, I just... I felt like you might be interested in like that okay. sort of thing. Well, you like, can tell uh, me. Uh, no, it's better when you just see it, kind of thing. Like, um, <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to give you work to do. It's just like telling somebody and like experience it or, ah, or, or okay. very different okay. things. Okay, I, I got it pulled up here. Um, yeah. so RJ here has poop Lafart. Yes. And then I'm looking yeah. at your uh, tags. So we've got Criterion Creeps, Criterion Collection. Goofy French Bastards, obviously. Smoking, definitely smoking in that bathtub. Yes. Uh, torture porn. 
Uh, yes. Sex perverts. Yes. Sex criminals. Yes. Cheese and raw dog bowling shoes. Okay, here's a major issue I have before I can talk about this movie at all. Girlfriend puts bare feet into bowling shoes. Bare feet, Jared. When's the last time you've been bowling? A uh, long time. Do you remember what bowling shoes are like? Yeah. They're, they're, you ever they're... seen the Big Lebowski? Yeah. Do Did you see any bowling shoes in that film? I think people probably had their own bowling shoes. In that one, yes, they did. Um, they're professionals. Like I say, bowling shoes are really super gross. And uh, this gal just puts her bare feet in those bowling shoes. And I was like, that's really gross. Like, even for the French. You know what I mean? Even for French people, that's pretty disgusting. Even the French for are them. The French are so carefree and spontaneous. It's just like you'd expect it from them. But um, okay, I ain't seen this movie before, Jared. <clears throat> this P- Perot Lafo Lafa. Uh, I ain't seen this. I heard about it a lot. Um, but uh, you and me, uh, we've watched some Godard films, correct? We have. We've been known to. Uh, yeah, as, and as they get served up to us. And I believe some of them were in the realm of movies that uh, I enjoyed. And I believe some of them were in the realm of movies that I did not enjoy. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Okay. All right. I see where, I see where you're going with this. So we had Breathless. We had Contempt. We had Alphaville. We had Abandoned Part. We had A Woman is a Woman. And we had Masculine Feminine. You remember that one, Jerry? Remember Masculine Feminine? I I do. Holy do fuck, we've watched that. a lot of Godard films. Well, I have logged, let's see here. How many Godards am I into now? Well, I've logged uh, eight, which I've is... Logged, I have logged 15. Okay. But, so where we are in The Creep is eight so far. That's quite a bit. That's like, um, that's on almost up there with Kurosawa and Bergman. Godard's got to be like four or five on most watched directors so far. For uh, yeah, proper Fellini, Fellini, uh, Bergman, Kurosawa, Godard. I mean, these are like the the big dogs. The big dogs. Yes, these are the big dogs. These are the big dogs. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I've heard of this movie a lot. We've watched a lot of good, a lot of Godard films. Uh, last week I was kind of like. Really, really tired of fucking French New Wave. Back to back, to back. it's like, like get get out of here. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm very tired of it. And like, I think I said with Var, uh, Varg, uh, Vargas last week, I was just like, there's cool stuff. Like, it's like the colors look really good and it's filmed really good, but it's like I'm tired of like watching the same fucking movie over and over again of like a couple squabbling in an apartment or whatever it is. And they, and now they changed it up. And now it's a couple squabbling on a fucking lake property. Like, <laughs> the Riviera? It's, it's the same movie, Jared. It's, the, it's still the same. Like, last week I said that, and you're like, well, it's Godard, so it'll probably have guns and, and crime in it in some way. Um, and it does, but it's still. There's dudes just being stabbed in the throat off, off panel. Yeah. Or, it's still... I don't know. She actually stabs him on on. on... Uh, there's a murdering on screen, yeah. Yeah, but it's still just French New Wave, and it's just like, um, 
like you can say French New Wave and people think it's this broad category, but that's like me saying like, oh, it's like a Mortal Kombat movie. And then you go, what? And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's in like... the Mortal Kombat franchise. Ah, it's like a Mortal Kombat movie. It, like in, in the sense of a franchise. It's like the Mortal Kombat franchise where you see Mortal Kombat 1, you see Mortal Kombat 2, you see Mortal Kombat 3. It's like, yeah, those are all separate movies, but... That will be the episode the... description, I think. It's what? It's That'll be the episode description this week. It's like a Mortal Kombat movie. It kind of is, though. Because they are in Mortal Kombat in a lot of this movie. I mean, that like ending with him like blowing up his own head with dynamite. I mean, that's yeah. a fatality. That is a fatality. And like the Mortal Kombat, like they kill that little guy and they drape him over the chair. <laughs> like that's a Mortal Kombat as well. Uh... So anyways, uh... I never seen this before. Yeah. And uh, there were there were a lot of scenes that I was kind of like, ah, oh. I was like, this is good. I like this. this you did nice. you go? Ah, oh, the French. Oh, the French. Me and Orson were hanging out. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. Like I liked. Uh, it looks nice. It's got nice style. Like I, I agree with you. That's that kind of sequence of the um when they find the guy with the scissors. That's that's very well done. Where it kind of like jumps around a little bit. I was like, this is very good. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I like in this movie. Um, I like when he's eating that big cheese. I was like, that's cool. I was like, mm-hmm. I like that he's eating that huge brick of cheese. Uh, I liked the waterboarding, um, just because it was unique to French movies for me. Um, I liked when he was parked and there was two cars really close to him, and he just bumped both of the cars to get out. I was just like, that's a real alpha move, Jared. Real Sigma move, you know what I mean? Sigma mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah. I liked uh, some of the weirdness, like um, like when they encounter the overturned car. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like matter of fact that it's there. I was like, I like that. Yep. That's cool, too. I, I like um, when he uh, tells the kid uh, whether they're planning on stealing the car in this like very protracted, extended out moment. Yeah. Uh, comically so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like, has this kid, hey, you like this car? And he's like, yeah, you'll never be able to afford one. <laughs> and yeah, like, there's... that's Godard. Like, because that's, I think, that's I'm sure. I think it's his. Uh, I think it's it's his own Ford Galaxy. I'm not sure if that particular car was Ford Galaxy, but I'm like, was it Godard telling some kid, "You'll never be able to afford this. You're not Godard." Well, I mean, to quote Dumb and Dumber, the French are assholes. Facts. I don't know, Void. The French are assholes. You know what I mean? Uh, so like, there's um, there's lots of little things like that that I uh, I actually did enjoy i was like these are good these are good things and because this wasn't on the channel i didn't have the ability to toggle the speed of this film so i watched it uh in its in 1.0 speed which uh, oh, was not no. uh but uh, oh no <laughs> oh no um so i liked all that stuff but at the end of the day jared yeah no more french new wave i am fucking tired of this shit because that it, it, it's still that's all it is because even all yeah. there's like all that cool stuff that I like in it, it's still dudes doing dance sequences on the beach hey. and then like a couple arguing in one location. Well, when, I, like, when, oh. when I hear something in the wild, okay, when yeah. did we when did we watch Breathless? Uh, if I had to guess, this summer. Uh not okay. Better than me. Uh, it was September uh, last yeah. year, and yeah. before that, when we watched Masculine Feminine. Yeah, uh, Masculine Feminine. Was that was okay? Is that Antoine Danel? No. Or 
That's good art. That's Truffaut. Yeah, it's Truffaut. Haskell and Femin, I don't know, two years ago? Uh, Not bad. September 2021. Okay. Well, that's three now. So that's, yeah. I mean, I just threw out a number. I have no fucking idea when we watched that movie. I didn't even remember that was a movie we watched until I clicked on fucking Godard's thing and I went masculine and feminine. I was like, I think we've seen that. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, like, there's a lot of good stuff. I can see, like, why people are into this because well, I've just heard about this a lot. Um, But I do think it is still just, it's just, another french new wave movie that i feel like we've seen fucking a billion of already like we're not even 500 deep into the criterion it's like i've seen every french movie ever made is my is how i feel at this point fair they're all the same except for that really good uh jewels and jim that's the only that's the only one that's different every other french movie is the same and Joan of Arc is that French? Yes. Uh, no, yeah, a... no, it's not. No. Dreyer's not. No, Dreyer's not French. Oh, he's German, right? No. Carl Theodore Dreyer? No. Uh, Where's I, he from? He, he's a Scandinavian man. I'm not sure oh. which. Which? Oh yeah, well, not that. I mean, Joan of Arc yeah, herself is French. D- but... I was gonna say Danish. Danish? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the pastry. Like the pastry. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, it's not that one then. Jules and Jim. That's the only good French movie, as far as I'm concerned. Well, there's the Jules Dassin and stuff. Nah, there's not. Oh yeah, actually, those ones are good too. French New Wave. Jules and Jim doesn't even categorize into that, I guess. But French New Wave stuff. I think I'm just. I've had it with it. Like I don't know if Pierre Lafosse had it up to here. (laughs) Had it up to here with it. If I had to rank this between like Idi Amin and Armageddon, I don't know where I would put it. <laughs> I'd probably put it behind both of those movies. Uh, sure. There's stuff I like in it. It's just I'm really I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the the way we do this and the frequency of these movies. But like we've had three French films in a row and two new wave films in a row, and I'm wow. just like that, that'll all change next week. Oh, is it German New Wave? Oh, is it Danish find, New Wave? You'll find out at the end of the is episode. Is it Ugandan New Wave with Idi Amin? <laughs> Who's to I say? I hope not. Well, you never know. Big Big Daddy's always lur- always lurking. He's always oh Jesus Christ. Adam Jesus. Sandler? No, Idi Amin. He called oh, himself said, said, Big Daddy. Oh, <laughs> oh. Or or Adam Sandler. That's good. Too. Or Adam Sandler with yeah, John anyways. Stewart. Things to like in this movie, but also many things. <laughs> I've started looking at the hate people. Uh, right off the hop, okay. uh, off of who hates this reviews. Cone Puncher K. I don't okay. know why I think that's so funny. Just half unwatchable. Cone <laughs> Puncher. I mean, they got a lot of Move On is one of their favorite films, and Princess Mononoke. Watch a lot of animated films. This 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 gal, or a guy or a gal, they two and a half Kung Fu Panda. I I feel like that's a good movie. People like that movie. You you don't need to hate that movie. Uh, they like anime. These people, this person, so that's good. I don't know if it's unwatchable. It's a movie. What that's about sure. from 
Hank B4, like B4, half a star. I get that it's supposed to be an anti-movie, but damn, was that an excruciating watch. B4, like Data and more? Yep. Uh, This person two-starred Tommy Boy, which I feel like is a pretty big mistake. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's a Uh, bad take. Um... Yeah, that's Jesus. a bad take. Oh, here's some couple. Maybe this person will mention a couple things that I forgot about. Um, how about Deep Dark Debt 09? The Ecstasy of Chugging number one. 22nd oh, place. Half a star. No. Just no. Like with Contempt, this take on an account of Godard having an affair with Anna wearing yellow face and being racist Karina is just nothing short but full-on pretentious to the max. Yeah, there's a whole bit. <laughs> some mm. miming. Some I mean, pantomiming. I don't know what that is. But yeah. And you kind of go, huh. They're going for something here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. The use of colors is great. And has some nice scenery. Like with Contempt, it's beautifully shot. That can't distract me from the horrendous dialogue of spouting utter nonsense. You can have Sting, Sam Elliott, Donnie Thornburg, Taz... Mr. B. Taz. Like, okay. wrestling? Like wrestler Tasmanian t- Devil? Or Wrestler Taz? Uh, yeah, it's, it's Taz! <laughs> and he spins in. Is he gonna put, get the? Is he going to get the hooks in? Mr. <laughs> B, Nick Cage, Johnny Depp, and Ozzy Osbourne having a podcast conversation and can get a better understanding of what they're spouting about than this piece of crap. Do this they is watch why... it with the subtitles off? This is why I despise French cinema. It's so <laughs> full of itself and just nothing short of pretentious and bowed while the smell of its defecation is covered because of my baguette. Wow. The pretty colors and its art. Fuck off, Godard. And I can't believe I wasted almost two hours of my life wishing it ended as it started off rather promising and just decided to blow its load super early and goes to its usual cliches and throws random nudity in because French cinema requires it. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that, but um, this person just one and a half star reviewed uh, Microwave Massacre, which I haven't seen that film. But the poster's pretty cool, so uh, I'm going to say that's a bad take. No, I, think um, movie not very, I think that movie's actually not very good. Oh, okay. I think it's a bad take. Uh, here's what I noticed. They, they, they explain their star ratings here, which I always find really annoying. But um, two stars, slightly bad. One and a half star, very bad. I, I gave Microwave Massacre also one and a half stars. Okay, well, maybe they're on the level. Did you give American Beauty one star? Not originally. But yeah. When I first saw that movie, I thought it was amazing. Who didn't, eh? Who didn't? Uh, what else we got here? Uh, this person. Okay, interesting. This person ended the last person half and one half or one starred four lions. So both of the people who don't like this movie also really don't like four lions. You ever seen that film, Jared? I have seen four lions. I saw it years ago, and I remember thinking it was all right. No, it's uh, just they, all right. They one starred Monsters, so you know the Monsters with Rob Zombie. <laughs> Fuck the hell! 
You know about the monsters? Uh, I know, but I know about those monsters. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This people. Man, are all, this person's all over the. I got a lot of Doctor Who stuff. There, there, there's a lot of like anti-French sentiment in these uh, letterbox reviews. I hate French people. They're stinky. Uh, uh, yeah, and I go, huh? Okay, and then I see also fell asleep. The French are boring, and yeah, it's mm. real like real like oh, French jokes. It's like okay, I think it's not racist if it's against French people, kind of like Italians, you know. Ah, uh. I think that's what these people are going on about. Um. I mean, I don't mind the French people. I think they're some of them are assholes, but that's just because I've seen. There's assholes dumber. everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. I, I could. I, I'm looking at. I could. Harry Dunn. Right now. Settle yeah. down, Harry Dunn. Yeah, I can look at them. Any, I can walk outside right now. I'll see two of them. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Anyways, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Oh, anyways, yeah. I don't know. I uh, I gave this four stars seven years ago. Not feeling oh, wow. it, not feeling it now. So you're a big fan, is what you're saying? That's right. Mm. Big fan. Good. Well, good. Love the, love the, love that suit. Oh, guns, arms dealers. Uh, big fan of arms. Are you yeah. a four lions guy? Do you like four lions? It's fine. I, it, it, uh, Chris Morris, uh, who wrote and directed that had some really great TV series that he worked on that are way better than Four Lions. Mm. What about Five Lions? Haven't got around to seeing it. Uh, Any final thoughts on Perro Le Fou? Uh, do you remember what my review was after, uh, like, offhand? I don't know. Uh, Pool of shit. Uh, it was oh, sorry, close. Pool of fart. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> How embarrassed you must be. <laughs> How embarrassing for you. Endlessly. Oh my god. I don't know if you can recover from that. Um there was a lot there was a lot of really good stuff in this, but at this at the end of the day, yeah. French New Wave is French New Wave, and you seen one, you seen them all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That's needs my opinion. Tri- needs more trip. Oh, oh man, if trip was in this imagine uh, imagine if even just one zindi was in this movie if you could put one zindi species in here what zindi would it be like avian aquatic <laughs> insectoid it's always going to be insectoids <laughs> those dudes are so cool <laughs> yeah they rule i love those guys after the break boom goes the dynamite what do you mean? Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now if there's a smile on my face, it's only they're trying to fool the public. But when it comes down to fool. RJ, if you were to be stabbed in the neck, how would you like your body stored? Played over a, an armchair, obviously. Uh, or backseat of an El Camino. 
RJ loves is El Caminos. And you can email us at criterioncruise at gmail.com and tell us how much you love El Caminos. Stabbing mm-hmm. people in the neck. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. And I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnlow. We're on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. iTunes, Google Play. We're I don't on know. Insectoid. Insectoidgram. Yeah, we're on Insectoidgram. It's a really up-and-coming platform. Uh, it's going to be huge, you guys. Huge. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're watching an Oscar Best Picture winner. No, we're not. We are. Bernardo Bertolucci's The Last Emperor from 1987. No, we didn't. What even is that? Uh, it's a movie. Is it? Yep. What kind of movie? Uh, with the mo- with the moving pictures. The moving pictures. Oh. The, the movie that uh, well, I'll talk about next week. Is it? Has it in any way influenced M Night Shyamalan? Could have. Oh really? Are you familiar with image making, RJ? No, don't know what that means. Very, very well. Well, until next time. Stay fit. Have fun. Probably. Never mind. From Howard Stern.